Welcome to Out on the Tiles, Music Rewind live stream. As you know, Music Rewind is a podcast where we look to tell the stories behind our favorite albums. I'm your host, Steve Epley, and today we are bringing you our very first live stream. We're going to talk about the now completed seasons one and two and whatever music good stuff comes up. Joining us today is a full cast of characters, all previous guests on the show, sometimes multiple episodes and roundtables. And rather than introduce everyone myself, I will let them tell our millions of viewers who they are. Go for it, Mike. Oh, uh, I'm Mike Baraski. I was on season one doing uh, Pearl Jam Verses. And then again on season two for the 90s roundtable. And then one more time on season two for uh, Let's Up on three. Happy to be here again. Uh, love the rock and roll. And by the way, we have an extra guest. This is my dog, Joanne, in the background. Luke? Hi, Luke. Uh, I was in season one uh, for the Radiohead and Rainbows episode. Also in season one for the Classic Rock Roundtable and season two for the Who Quadrophenia episode. And as Mike said, happy to be back. Anytime I can talk music with some good people is a good day. Danny? And I'm Danny. I feel like a slacker. I was only here for Diary in season one. The 90s round table. I have not yet done my second record. So happy to be here with you guys. You are slotted for early in season three, though. So we'll give you credit there. <laughs> well, there we go. There we go. Yes. I'm on I'm I'm next to the guy who's gonna be next to the guy who's next to the guy. <laughs> you got bumped from season two because you couldn't pick a damn album. Oh, I'm yeah, how couldn't you? <laughs> I envy you guys who have all this is what I want to talk about. I, my therapist is put in a new driveway thinking about <laughs> dealing with all of my anxiety about talking about records. You need the spreadsheet, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, exactly. Spreadsheets are handy. <laughs> and we got Bryce. Hello. Bryce sorry, Davis. guys. <laughs> my wifey uh, had a friend over tonight. I was like, I love this person. Like, we never get to see her. So my apologies. But I'm here now. Oh, welcome. Uh, tell tell our viewers who you are. Okay, so um, I'm sure you guys all saw the reels that he was posting. Um, he was nice enough to let uh, the, the show use my new song, Stands a Good Man's Brother. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard that cover, uh, but I, or I'm sorry, heard the original, but I did the cover. So um, yeah, that's, that's who I am. I made that. My name is Bryce Evans. Um, I got like that coming out and steve's been a great supporter of my stuff uh and i love this podcast he had me on a, on an episode so it's nice to meet you guys hey listeners anyone out there that knows me knows that if there is one thing i can have while listening to a great album it's a fantastic cigar these days if i'm recording editing or researching for this show you will likely find me with a fine cigar from gotham cigars Gotham Cigars has a massive selection of premium cigars online. 
all available right now through the link in the show notes. Bundle deals, buy one, get one, and weekly specials up to 40% off all help you get the best cigars at the best price. Please use the link in the show notes to help Music Rewind continue on talking great music. Welcome, fellas. Appreciate it. Uh, Alan might be joining us a little later, uh, and we'll go till we're done done bullshitting. I, I had a lot of crap to talk to, to Al, so I, I really hope he joins. <laughs> I, I've, I've got a list of, of talking points, and, and he's the, the focus of many of them. He's the focus? So, yes. <laughs> Steve, if it's anything like the 90s roundtable, I hope you guys uh, have enough power in your computers and Speaking of was... speaking of nineties roundtable, um, oh boy, Luke's coming right out. He's coming out, out, out swinging. I know it. I know, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> so Bush, I don't know how, how you guys feel about Bush, but we didn't Bush mention not, Bush at all, did we? Not once. I, I absolutely <laughs> I think there was a reason for that. I adore their first four albums. You, you can't talk. You know what, Luke? Me. You know what, Luke? What is so crazy is because we all like I had lists, and I know Michael's the same way. And I know Steve is the same way about bands and records that we wanted to talk about. Sure. And then it, it was three hours or, well, Steve cut it down to three hours. Yeah, we talked but, over four hours on that side. Yeah. And then as soon as he stopped recording, we're like, oh, what about, and just started ticking off. Now, I am not a Bush apologist or whatever. Not a, not a big fan, sure. but they should have been mentioned. They should have. They're, they, they're I mean, a huge part of Machine Head Alone, 16 Stone, you know. And he's dreamy. And he's a, he's a dreamboat. That's right. No, stop it. He saved, made, he saved Lala Poons and good, I are, Luke, it good records. Did, but it, was, you, it, wasn't, it wasn't out of spite. Understood. No, no, no. I, I, I'm just giving you. I'm giving you a guff. I'm giving you a guff. But... I'll give Luke credit. Sixteen Stone and, and Razorblade Suitcase. I enjoyed both those albums, but oh, I couldn't no, name you one after that. Golden State was number four. Oh. I, I absolutely love Golden State and Science Apparently of Things. Wasn't it green? Was Science it green of Things that... was green. Yeah. Science of Things was green. Yep. I think that, that album was that, so good. Was that the Chemicals Between yes, Us? Yes. That... Yeah. Yep. And let, letting the cable sleep. That's an excellent song. Okay. That, that's There's not some bad songs. I, I, yeah. Just giving, yep. just giving you a hard time. I know. I'm, I'm doing the same back at you. So, and then cake. Where was cake? Not once. Ooh, that cake one's that's a little harder for me. Uh, yeah, that's that. They they bridge the two thousands a lot though, don't they? I did. They had a. They few were real late though. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were late. Short speak- skirt, long jacket. That yeah. was two thousands. No, it? I know. I'm just. Fashion. Distance Fashion Nugget was, the, was uh, yeah. The distance yeah, was their very 90s. first. Friend is a four-letter word. The distance, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, um, but anyway, yeah. Speaking of latecomers, so I've got Incubus, Modest Mouse, Queens of the Stone Age, Wilco. Modest, Modest Mouse, Mouse was mentioned. How do we not? Oh, was Modest Mouse mentioned? I, I, I a little bit. Modest Mouse okay. got really not popular enough. though in the early two thousands. Exactly. Though. That first but, but, record, yeah, but like some crowded but, west is yeah. Perfect. And I believe they're on their 25th anniversary tour. Or are they just announced they're going to be on the 25th anniversary tour for that yeah. record? And, and Golden well, Casket uh, just came out what oh, last year. Oh. It was a great album. That was a great. That's a good record. The yep. new one's really good. Luke, it was only it was only because <laughs> there was not enough time. And then here, here's I'm going to get a little pretentious. So we talked about this this morning. Uh, built Please. A, built a spill and neutral yes! and neutral milk yeah. hotel. Uh, I had neutral milk on my list, but I thought we'd try to keep it a little more commercial. Understood. Yes, and see, again, I'm just... Yeah, because Michael bows down to all corporate sponsors. (laughs) But no, all of those, and and 
like I said, as soon as we stopped recording, we were like, oh, yep, yeah. what did. about these records? It's what about this? So many. And then, oh. And I, I'm sure I've missed a couple too. So I, I'm just. Oh, he, trust me, I was trying to cross them off as we were going. And then I'm like, oh, we got to talk about this. But I'm like, how do you how do you go from like, you know, talking about like Mariah Carey and go, oh, by the way, Neutral Milk Hotel's uh, record, <laughs> an Airplane Over the Sea. Um, you know, she was really inspired. You know, that's a tough transition for, Understood. for sure. Yep. But I will say, Bryce, so your episode about Clapton and that uh, yes. came out in July. What was that? that record? Of oh, the record. 2000. Yeah, yeah. I think it was yeah. 2003 or 2002, 2003. There's I think on quarter, the podcast. Yeah, but right, so I'm not giving away the I'm not giving away the ages of any of us out uh, you know any of us yeah. out there and Luke I don't know how old you are so 37 so that came out and that was sort of a you know you talked about it was a contemporary record you're listening with your dad and all that kind of stuff in the 2000s so do you have like what is your 90s recollection or what is your? Did you get all of that stuff a little bit later, or about that much, man? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm 28 now, right? Right, right. So I'm exactly. not exactly. I was I was born in '94, so all of that came later. That came to me uh, when I was like, I don't know, sophomore in high school, something like that. My best friend burned me the CD with all these freaking people that I had never heard of, and it was a burned CD. So I, it's not like it had a track list. It was like he called it like Blue Moon Mix One, or uh, Guinness mix two and like I'm 17 so it's not like I'm drinking right he's like this is what you would have with a Guinness and I'm like okay sure it is right was so that I'm like listening to this rock, I hope was that like the heavy uh, dude I head? don't know he made me 15 <laughs> of these things with stuff that I had never heard you know yeah I mean he yeah, showed yeah. me to like you know thankfully uh I had him because he showed me to like corn um lamb of god it's really great rock bands that I now love uh, that I wouldn't have found without him but yeah, like he got me all these CDs and I just was like, all right, why not? I'll flip them in the CD player and we'll just, you know, go to town. And there was a few that I was like, eh, eh. Um, and then like uh, a lot that I really, really fell in love with. And Bush was one of them. Like I loved, um, oh God, what is that song? I could not think of the name of that. It's one of their like big hits. It's not in glycerine. Glycerine. Glycerine, Machine Head, both of those. Were Machine right. Head is that was the big yeah. one. The, the video was come down. The video was awesome though. Like, I don't know if you guys remember the video where like it was just like somebody like riding like a motorcycle through like yeah. London, and that was it was pretty cool. Like how they just that was way before you could do that with GoPros and stuff. Sure. So it was like big production. Yeah. Well, yeah. So my my thing was very little with all that stuff till until. Uh, a lot later on um so you know but my, my my like influences went so much different than that like he was on the whole rock and metal side and i was like blues and and uh guitars and and old cool cars <laughs> and like that was where my whole taste went so and, and bryce why i asked is because i think and steve not to not to take over the, the role here but why i asked is because it's so much different than like, I know how Michael and I came into Bush. It was, when we got into it, it was the tail end of grunge. You know what I mean? And it was like, now, Michael's had a couple beers, so I went, I said, when we Sorry. got into Bush. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, 
<laughs> my mom and significant I, other would like that joke. But uh, <laughs> all I want to say is when you hear that, when you hear those songs without context, without any preconceived notions, that's why I was asking, like, you know, Lukey brought it up. They are great songs. And, you know, for better or for worse, the first time I heard them was like, oh, this is the death knell of. Um, <laughs> oh. Steve, my, Steve, my wife Steve, is enjoying this conversation. <laughs> now, Steve, if, if, for, for the people who will be listening to this as a podcast, uh, can you please explain what uh, what was just said? Moderator, uh, my, right? You've got to say it out loud. Yeah, my wife is one of our, our many viewers right now, and uh, she she does Thank agree with Luke, and she thought the Bush joke was very comical. <laughs> that's that's as far as we're going. <laughs> no, they are a good band. I I just think. <laughs> and who wouldn't want to? You know, are, are they are, are they better than Creed in in your opinion? To oh, for fuck's sake. I thought we would get not talk about Creed. We, Steve, I every and now it's like cursing me because I feel like it's following me around and it's playing in like stores just because me you and Danny talk about it now. See, Luke's so mad he walked away about Creed. See, he's been crying out to God. Yeah, seeking only his. The, those videos are absolutely ridiculous. I bet you Luke on, went on, to get a Creed on. vinyl, and he's going to show us he's got the Creed super box set. I know, but I, I, I also want to, after Luke shows us his um, Scott Strap tattoo, I want to see, I want to get Bryce's opinion on Creed as someone coming up a little bit younger than us. I was just going to grab my Creed albums, actually. I can't find well, them. Yes. Thank you. Yes. 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 Finally. Yes. Thank you. you. You had your headphones off, Luke, but I kind yeah, of I, I was literally, I, I, I have their first two albums. Why? My wife is not going to listen hey, to this now. She's already know, said she's done. You know what? Creed is not that bad of a band. Yes, they, they might be derivative of of what came before, but Creed, Creed is not that bad. I, I'm not going to say they're one of my favorites. <laughs> well, I, would, I, would agree. I would agree, right? So here's the thing: like, I I I didn't grow up on Creed, right? I heard of Creed when I was like, I hope not. 10. No, thankfully I didn't. My dad did me better than that. <laughs> but you know, here's Sound the thing, right? Like. The, I think they came out with some good stuff. Not all of it by any means. It's not like I have all of their stuff on, on like my liked playlist on Spotify or something. But there are a few choice songs that I'm like, yeah, I can get into this every now and again. I had to do a cover of a Creed song um, beginning of to, August. Right? For a, you I had, had to. to. I had. I never, well, I never even thought of that. Yeah. yeah. If you get requests, yeah. Which, which one? Did, which one did you do? My own prison. So I did uh, with uh, what you know the one you with would think with our. Yeah. Oh, Right, I had to. At least so, my own prison's like okay. I, I thought that was a, a pretty good song. Oh, see, so you're wearing Mike down. <laughs> no, I I had their CDs in college, and then I stopped. Like, I don't know, drinking heavily. I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like taking a swig of beer. I think I had I my own them. prison. I think I will say I will say, sound wise, all the they check every box, right? They sound good. They look good the singer but there's nothing there it's yeah, I, I, i'm not saying I will, this, you, and mom just texted me go ahead 
my mom just texted me because she doesn't know how to uh, message on the board like Michelle. And she said, I can't comment, but I love Creed. There you go. <laughs> so, yes. 65-year-old woman says it. It's got to be good. That's right. Hey, you know. And the same so I wonder, I love same I wonder if we go back in time. Go. I wonder if we go back in time, like somebody saying vanilla fudge is better than Led Zeppelin. Right. No one's right. claiming that Creed is better than, than anyone, though. So we're... we're Creed is better than everyone? Oh, Creed Bratton. Hey, there's Nicole. Nicole <laughs> Nic- Thank you, Nicole. Nicole's going to yes. be a guest, guest on season three. Oh, Steve's, cool. got, Steve's got her in the book. So Nicole and I have Love actually it. recorded some music together. We're nowhere near what you've done, Bryce. We, we do it very... Yeah, it, Mike's it's mom. Lo-fi. I can't comment, but I love Creed. <laughs> and by the way, Nicole, the only Creed worth listening to is Creed Brat. There you go. Yeah, or Creed from the Office. That is Creed. That Bratton. is Creed from the yeah. Office. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh shit! Good one. <laughs> Sorry, I only I, I just watched it once. I don't like rewatch the. Uh, I didn't the only friend is Ross. Sorry, Sorry. <laughs> only the Ross from Friends. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Nicole's uh, really going to be doing do a Demonic Creed conversation. Nicole's going to be doing the cranberries. Uh, yes, everybody else is doing it. Why can't we? Excellent. My wife loves oh, the cranberries. That's a great record. Oh, yeah. Fan- yeah. And Luke, Luke, you brought up bands we didn't talk about much in the nineties. I don't know if we discuss like talked about went down a nineties path about how great the cranberries were. Like the zombies, like the zombie video top. alone is Sorry, zombies, one of the top videos of the but all of those of records, that decade. I mean, one of the heaviest, like just that drum beat of zombie. Yeah. Come on, man! Yeah, well, zombie second album though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was, yeah, yeah you yeah. know, it's funny. We were in Dublin, Ireland, and um, you would have thought, okay they're not going to want to listen to like the cranberries because you know it's ireland and stuff because you hear it enough but like every bar we went to every bar we went to the guy who was like or the lady who was like just playing at the bar always played zombie always that and like um snow patrol uh A snow patrol song, like they were big into snow patrol because I guess their chasing, first concert ever, chasing yeah, cars. it was chasing cars. There you go, it, it was, yeah, it was huge. It was huge. Like the first time they ever played, I guess, was in uh Belfast. Like we walked by a place that had like a placard that said Snow Patrol's first concert, and those two songs were played at every bar. And I'm thinking, man, like I love Zombie, but you would have think that you would hear it, you get sick of it, I guess. Like. But I guess it's like Nashville, like you don't you get don't get sick of, you know, um, whatever honky tonk songs that you want to hear in Nashville. I didn't know Snow Patrol. I, was, I don't know. I don't know the stuff from there. <laughs> they're so they're Irish Snow Patrol. Oh yeah, that's zombies about um, the. Well, zombie, no, 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 no cranberries. Snow I know Patrol. Snow Patrol though. Oh, they're from. It's weird because they're from England or Wales. Know. But they're not from Ireland. But like they, that's the first place they ever played was in Dublin, in, uh, okay. in Belfast, Ireland. They're huge in Ireland. I, just, I can honestly say the first time I heard of them was Snow Patrol, not Cranberries. Was the Grey's Anatomy soundtrack? I was, on I was just going to say you're going to. I knew you're going to say yeah. Grey's. <laughs> but 
But remember, at the time, there wasn't a lot. Well, that's I'm the first time I heard of him. And I, I came up, I saw him at the Metro. I saw him at a bunch of places in Chicago. But they put on a good show. I, I enjoy some the show. Their, yeah. their first two albums are, were pretty. It was a good show. I, I, I think we saw them, didn't we, Dan, in like 07, 08 in we the did. city? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, I've got a new new topic here. So um, I did the math, and uh, for 1970, 1980, 1990, 2000, and then 2010. So there have been seven episodes from the 70s. There have been three episodes from the 80s. There have been six from the 90s, four from the 2000s, and only one from 2010 on. So 2000s... That's wrong. That's wrong. Is it wrong? There's two from 2010 on, because you had... Did you include this week's episode with the Preservation Hall Jazz? Oh, band? I did not. I did not. I just had the Alabama shakes. So, yep, we, we've got two. So, pre- that's, pre- a preservation cheat, that's a cheat code, that, Steve. That now that's negates all your that's credibility. We can't believe a word you say now. <laughs> that was a surprise episode. That was a surprise none episode. Of those songs, it was, none of those it was, songs were from yeah. 2010. So, you get you <laughs> that one back. Yes. None of those songs were originally from that time. So, I, I guess my question for the group is 2010 to 2020 or 2022 um do you have any bands that you find that are are outstanding and would deserve to have their own individual episode i do let's hear it <laughs> yeah um crisis band find it well was shine down 2000 <laughs> after 2010 or did they have an album before that I think they have an album out after 2010 actually oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was saying bands that that were formed after oh, 2010. God, yeah. Okay. Oh, good well, point. We, we can good go into that too. Okay. Well, when, we get, when when did My Chemical Romance come to like when was their first uh album? That was like early it's like 2000 I was going to say Arcade Fire but The Suburbs was 2010. Okay. So, so yeah, let's let's do that then. In in from 20 or 2000 to 2022. So so let's let's open it up because there there haven't been that many for what did I say for 2000? Because there's a lot of good bands out of the 2000s oh. that I can mention. Okay, let's, 2010 let's, on. Let's widen it. So shine shine down, Bryce. Tell us tell us what you dig about Shine Down. When Dude, you- like um, that first album that they had, that thing is unreal. Is there that, are so from many from the insider or whatever? Was that the single? Uh, or... No, I think that's um, Sound of Madness. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Luke, nice. nice. Yes, yes. <laughs> Leave a Whisper was their first album. Okay. And then um, looks like, oh my God. See, I'm, I'm a poorly prepared person, y'all. You're fine. Sorry. This is Visit. just a, a uh, round table, right? So like, I'm legit just going through my spreadsheet and grants. So the first of these, like, I'm not even cheating. We need to talk the about first the spreadsheet. Of these albums are I absolutely loved "Leave a Whisper," and then I really I caught on to "Shine Down" during um, "Sound of Madness." Like that was okay. that was it for me. And now what, 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 what year is that, Bryce? I I'm "Shine Down" Sound of Madness. I think yeah, "Sound of Madness" was like. For me. I think it's like 2008, I want to say. That sounds okay. about right. Something like that, somewhere in there. But that's where like Sound of Madness came out. Um, uh, is it not Haley's Comet? I, mean, I always Hail, remember Hailstorm. Hailstorm, is that? Hailstorm is fantastic. She I, I didn't know if that's some... who you were trying to think of. Or... No, 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 I was trying to think of a, a song on that Shine Up. Oh. But 
Oh, there's gotcha. so many hits on that thing. Like just yeah, sure. that album is friggin' fantastic. Um, speaking of Hailstorm, though, Hailstorm is also in that group. She just she released one, I think, this year. Wow, that chick is like, she's on fire, and her band is just fantastic. Yep. I love Hailstorm, and every time she always surprises me. Right, I'll catch on to an album, I'll listen to it for like, I don't know, a couple weeks. Right, I'm like, yeah, it's killer, and then it's just like cool, you know. I'll find other music and I'll keep going, and then she'll come out with something else. And I'm like, Oh shit, Lizzie Hale. Oh, my bad. Sorry. I'm not supposed to cuss. I know. Sorry guys. Um, yeah. I'm like, this isn't for kids. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. My mom's already probably sworn like three times. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, you know, Hailstorm's great. She always comes back and she's like, Hey, don't forget about me, you know? And she always is just so powerful. And she has those emotional songs that she comes out with usually on the end of her albums. Right. And it's like, man there's a reason that you have the success that you have like you are on fire insanely good yeah i love it so bryce bryce are those bands forgive my ignorance but like trivium do you know trivium oh yeah i've seen trivium in concert yeah do you know avatar that sounds familiar but not like oh uh, see like everything outside of the u.s like ranchine Avatar, I'll check them out. Oh, like Ramstein, yeah, I yeah. can't stand Ramstein, right? Like they drive me Avatar, nuts. Avatar, to my buddy who like Shine Down and some of those bands. Um, he's a big Slipknot guy. I or you like Slipknot? I'm assuming. I like them, yeah, but I, they're not one of my mainly listened to. But yeah, okay, I do. Yeah, but he, he turned me on to Avatar. Right he turned me on to Avatar, my buddy Paul, and it reminds me of how you were talking about Shine Down. But Avatar goes the. There's theatrics, there's heaviness, there's okay. operatic singing. So, yeah, check them out if you get a chance. Sweet. Yeah. I will, yeah. I have them written down. I'm going to check those guys out for sure. Yeah. So, I, since we've spread it from 2000, uh, I've got countless fans. So, I. I oh, yeah, let, Luke, let's hear it. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know where to begin. So, as you said, Arcade Fire, uh, Arctic Monkeys. Arctic Monkeys, um, what a great show. We saw them like in our first tour. Nice, yeah. See that that, that first album, I would have loved to have seen them back. Yeah, then. it was it was it was awesome. We saw that with right Dan with my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, uh, they put on a hell of a live show. Oh, sorry, Luke. Go ahead. No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, I mean, they were like 19 too when we saw them, so they you know they got a lot of energy at the time. So uh, the shins. Um, uh, Fleet Fox. Sorry about the shins. Interpol. Interpol. Oh, Interpol is one of my favorites. Interpol, the Strokes. Yeah, the Strokes, absolutely. The Strokes, probably. Yes, yes. And then At the Drive-In broke up and created two stellar bands, Mars Volta and Sparta. Yes. Oh, I saw Mars Volta. Mars Volta is amazing. Oh, yeah. Do we count like Queens of the Stone Age? Yeah. Because they came in. Ninety-eight was their first album, which which I I. Love their first album, but yeah, they, they yeah. really didn't hit the mainstream until then. So, when, when did uh Portugal the man start making records? I think they were probably like late 2000s. I like them. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I like them a lot. These they might fall into the 2010 they, they might category. Did anybody cover Seether yet? Seether no, Seether is another excellent disc, oh. disclaimer. Disclaimer hey, was one hey, of my Bryce, Bryce yeah. I'm that yeah. age where I'm thinking you're talking about the Veruca Salt song. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, oh, the band. The band. No, the best, I got you. The best thing uh, that Cedar ever did was let uh, is uh, let Amy Lee sing on their record. That's yes. The oh, that, that that was that was a great. Oh. I'm gonna call it. Yeah, a sorry, Amy Lee is one of my favorite singers ever. She's good. And She's really good. Like there was some about her, to, like in college. Ooh. I do have to call out that Michelle just called out the darkness. I believe yes. in a thing called love. Yes. One yeah. of my dad's favorite songs. His two favorite songs are "More Than a Feeling" by Boston and "The Darkness." I believe in a thing called love. Did so. you guys see? Did you guys see the Foo Fighters uh, Taylor? Tribute concert. No, oh, no, son. So um, Brian Johnson actually asked the lead singer of the Darkness to to sing with him on stage, and apparently he never does that. So some he he kind of said no, I, I can't do it, and someone came up and said, hey, if Brian asks you to do it, you got to do it. What's it? Is so, it Justin Hawkins? Is that? I believe so. Yeah. Yep. He, he, okay. Good call. They opened up for. He's got an amazing uh, voice. Absolutely, Lady Gaga. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It sort of sucked for them because I, I think when they came out, correct me if I'm wrong, but they sort of got pigeonholed into like a, a niche, like maybe they're making, you know, fun of a genre, like the hair metal stuff. But I think the I music video kind of layered it, it on too. That, All that of their music video videos. Their music videos are kind of wild. Yep. They just came out and they rock. They do rock, and I think they they had a new record out last year or two years ago. Yep, and and I think Whatever. they're much they're it's much really good. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. much bigger yeah. in England. So yeah, and we got and we have the tour poster from the Lady Gaga show that my wife went to. Nice, and and the darkness was like the opener, and she was like, they were so awesome. And then like as as my wife calls it, Mother Monster came on, and that nobody else even mattered after having having just seen lady gaga a couple weeks ago with her um it is uh it, it's a it, it's a hell of a show i mean you could feel the the flames from the like from like the stage from a good 50 yards away i don't well, know does, does lady gaga predate 2010 uh, i believe so barely but, well, really? yeah, because yeah, she does. Remember, Danny, she was at. Oh, you weren't at the show. So in Lollapalooza in 07, oh, 07. when Pearl Jam headlined, Lollapalooza, she was in the bottom. Yeah, yeah, she was like on the side stage, yeah. and I'm like, who is this blonde girl that everybody cares about so much? And we watch her for like ten minutes, and then a couple of years later, she was the headliner. I'm like, I was like, we saw this person sing. Like, who the hell is this? Like. I didn't have anything. And then my wife is like, obviously, wow. if you can this way, there's a Lady Gaga like poster behind me um, from the uh, Vegas residency when she went to there. Um, so, yeah, Lady Gaga is one that I mean, I really enjoy. It's our one of her songs is from the uh, from the Star is Born soundtrack is one of our wedding songs. So Nice. Oh, like, nice. Yeah, and the other one's a Pearl Jam song. <laughs> well, I will say a band that is not post-2010 that I think Luke, Bryce, and Steve will really dig. Do you guys know the Marcus King band? Yes. I've, I've heard of them, but I've, I've never given them a oh, shot. Oh, give them a shot. Oh, okay. God, Bryce, he's so good. Bryce, I know you would dig it. I think Dude, he's yeah. like a 24, 25-year-old dude. Yeah. Two. Down so, home, blue oh, Bryce, take it away. <laughs> I love him. I love so him. Nick, it's twenty four. He looks like he's like in his fifties. So. Well, let's... he's so good, man. Like that guy. Old soul. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so I don't know this because I haven't vetted this, right? Had a uh, old coworker that used to go to like shows upon shows upon shows upon shows. I had a day job at the time. I couldn't do that. So she was out there living the life, right? And she was like, yeah, did you hear about how he got his record deal? I'm like, I have no idea. She's like, well, what I heard was uh, if he went in and snuck into a, um, who was the guy in, he's in uh, Government Mule. Um, Warren Haynes. Guitar. Warren Haynes. Warren he snuck into a Warren Haynes concert and he got in, he somehow worked his way past security and backstage and he got in front of Warren Haynes and he's like, look, man, I know I got caught because he got caught at this point. He's like, I know I got caught, but I tried to do this so I could show you my music because I want, I need help. And Warren Haynes was like, show me what you got. And so then, bam, on he goes. Warren Haynes heard his stuff and he's like, oh, yeah. That's I cool. gladly pick you up. Again, well, I don't know if records that's true, are, but he's so good. I'm going to pass that on as if it's true because that's amazing. That's a great story. But it's all, a great his story, record, yeah. His record is so great. He's on tour right now with, um, if you guys don't know, Neil Francis who's an artist from Chicago or the Chicagoland area. Check him out. And then uh, Dean Del Rey, who's a comedian, is actually opening up for this on this stadium tour oh, run that cool. they're doing. Yeah. So, cool. But Marcus King is one of those like old school, yeah. you know, every once in a while, like you said, Warren Haynes, those guys, you know, I know you guys are blues fans, but all of a sudden a young kid comes out and just starts playing. And I knew Bryce, mm -hmm. I knew you would tap into Dude, that. He's yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. He played with another band, um, oh, which is slipping my mind. And I just listened to that song today. Uh, anyways, it, it's like, it's more funky. Dumpster punk or dumpster punk. I don't really know how you pronounce it, but he is. I don't know. Awesome. Awesome. It's yeah. Dumpster punk. It's a weird spelling. Just try to Google it. You'll find it. But um, the song called "Bu" is freaking insane, and United Nations Stomp, man, he like he took this funk song and this soul song that Dumpster Punk did, and he uh, joined him on it, and he just ripped blues licks all over that thing, and I'm all for that. So <laughs> it was, it's really nice. good. I recommend that. That's insanely good stuff. I actually heard of him because uh, Gary Clark Jr. dropped his name. So I don't know if you guys are Gary Clark Jr. fans, but I saw him at Bonnaroo. He was fantastic. We um, last summer we were living in Austin, and one of the last things that we did was it was the beginning of um, Aussie City Limits, like outdoor festivals and stuff. And uh, Gary Clark Jr. What he does is he has like a free festival for the day, and he brings bands and artists that he really likes. Um, and they play like two or three songs and he comes on and noodles of the guitar, like with them and everything, because um, I'm going to screw. I, I know it's Stevie Ray Vaughan's brother. I don't know. The, it's the guy um, from the fabulous Jimmy, Thunderbirds. Jimmy Vaughn. J Jimmy Vaughn. Yeah. yeah. So Jimmy Vaughn gave him that like opportunity like that. So he wanted to give opportunities to like bands like this. And it was really cool. Cause then he came on at the end and played like three songs and stuff. And it was, um, just I, the whole time I'm just like on my phone, like typing who these people were because they were awesome and like unsigned. So of course I couldn't find them or anything, but it was really cool that he gives back because he was, and I don't, obviously if you've seen the Foo Fighters um, uh, documentary about the, the X's on their hands, 
because he was underage uh, when he was hanging out with, um, right? I think that's how it goes. Um, he was hanging out like in the clubs too young. And so to make sure that he wasn't old enough, they had X's on his hand, but, but he would come up and play with like all those guys in Austin. I think that was the Austin episode. I, I, I haven't seen it in a while, but. You're talking Sonic Highways, right? Sonic Highways. Oh, like, Sonic Highways. Sonic Highways. And Food Fighters. I think it's and, behind you somewhere on the shelf. Yeah, because I was like, Gary Clark played on the Austin episode and the song. But yeah, Gary Clark Jr., I mean, some of those songs, like, especially the, the last big single, obviously none of us oh. can say what it's called, but um, it was just fantastic considering, like, why he wrote it and the fact when that he it released got, it. Yeah. Why he released it. It's, yeah, he is going to be a force for years to come i think it was probably 2010 and uh he was one of the 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 bigger stars at bonnaroo and the way bonnaroo has like you know a dozen different stages with with, same with all the other other festivals but he he played like friday or saturday on one of the main stages but then they have a green stage which is tiny and off to the side and it's usually where some of the main acts will then do a sometimes a surprise show stripped down just them and uh he did that on sunday and uh, Tony and I caught it and we caught both sets and the stripped down green stage was, I don't know, better to me. I just enjoyed it more. Just him in a acoustic guitar, tons of passion, tons of feeling and, and just. Oh, he's got a whale. Better. Yeah, it was great. He's so good. He's so good. I, I really enjoy Gary Clark Jr. Um, but I don't listen to him as much as I should. And the reason I say that is because he got for, for me, right, because I didn't really hear him until he really hit it. And once he hit it, I was like, yeah, he's good. He's like bringing this new, new blue thing into like focus, which is awesome. A few of his songs did it for me. And then after that, I was like, you know, I'm just not nothing I'm in love with so much that I have to continue listening. But that dude can friggin' wail. He is great. He's a great guitarist. Just not, I don't know, just something about his style and the way he writes his songs work with me on a few of them but not all of them it just didn't catch my like my knack for playing that's what was cool i want to tack on to the i want to tack on to the modern blues here and mention the black keys yep oh yeah i mean 2000s 2010 fantastic except the one record the one record that they they've experimented a lot but i enjoyed all their turn turn blue turn blue is the one that you're talking about right yeah yeah turn blue is the only record of theirs that i haven't purchased I, I despised it so much that I, I boycotted it. I, I could listen I, though, to, to Rubber Factory or Thick Fruit. Rubber Factory you is, know, just, is those are just, amazing. Yeah. Um, and I, they're absolutely fantastic. Yep. And, I, and I guess you will say, because I, I think we're all in agreement about Turn Blue, but <laughs> about a band that's been together that long, a band, two guys, that have been together that long to experiment. You know, you give them their props, mm-hmm. but I'm glad they found their way home. But and playing, yeah, you know spe- what I mean. Speaking like, of turn blue, so um, unfortunately, the the person who steered them in that direction was Danger Mouse, and Danger Mouse, everything that he's touched, I I kind of love. So Gnarls Barkley is obviously his band. Yeah, with CeeLo. Um, are you are you the same the way? Danger Mouse. The the what was it? The Gray album. The, I was just gonna I, say. I was just gonna yeah. say that. Yeah, and, and the and great the Gray album is so good. It's the mashup oh. of um, the Beatles White Album and Jay Z. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. That what? was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, good. 
And then uh, what else? He, he did uh, Nora Jones, uh, Little Broken Hearts. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's, yeah. He he's just a... came out with a new record, um, Danger Mouse, like like a couple weeks ago. Okay, and um, he's he's also coming out with another new album this year. Yeah, too, it was with, it was uh, really good. Like I, the guys that were on it, I'd never heard of, but they were awesome. I want to say that, and this is I'm going to segue to somebody who was probably one of the best in the last like five six years. Um, Run the Jewels was on it, and okay. Run the Jewels, we saw them open up for uh, Rage the Machine. And you, I, those guys are like, cause they're like my age, they're me and Danny's age and, and Steve's age. Like, and they just kick ass, man. Like you got like a white guy from Brooklyn and a black guy from Atlanta and they met each other and just like made, they just make such cool stuff. And they got Zach De La Roca to actually like rap on a record. For yeah, the he's, on time new, since, like, he's on their new, he's on their new record. He was on, he, but he was on all of them. He was, he's yeah, been yeah. on every one of their records and the guy hasn't put out like released music since uh, uh, Battle of Los Angeles or the, I guess if you want to count the covers, the record, covers but album, like, yeah. like, but like to have him come out and like still be Zach and spit fire and kill it. Like I, it was run the jewels and rage. We were at the show where he actually blew his Achilles out. Like when he was jumping up. Uh, Zach Delarue. I saw he's been si- sitting for a majority of the concerts this year. It was nuts. He was like, "I will tell you this: I will crawl on this stage to finish this tour." And I'm like, "Cool," because I've been waiting since I was like 13 <laughs> to see you. So. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Did you see? I will the- say. With- oh, go ahead, Luke. Sorry. I, I, I was just going to attack onto the rage. Did you see the clip uh, of the the fan that ran up on stage and the security card tackled him, but tackled him into. Uh, Tom Morello? No, was that in Chicago? No. I, I'm not sure. It was it was recent. It was within the last month. So anyway, Tom Morello goes flying oh. off the stage. And uh he he got back up like a champ. He was still playing when he when he fell. That guy's was, got so amazing. much energy. And the yeah. fact that his mom's still alive that they do the radio show together on Sirius XM is awesome. From Marseilles, Illinois. Yeah, I was gonna say he's from where very near oh, where Michael and Steve and I are from. So nice. And she and she still lives in Marseilles, and like she does it from her like kitchen table with them. Some of you may <laughs> know Marseilles by being close to Starve Rock. If you have watched HBO's Starve Rock Murder documentary, I don't know. I, I'm only that. an hour away, so I, I'm a <laughs> oh, central, there you go. Sorry, I'm a central <laughs> Illinois boy as well. <laughs> Sorry. No, don't don't worry about it. You're, you're doing it for Bryce. You ever make it to Central Illinois? Go to Starved Rock, and apparently there's good fried chicken there. Is, is that from what I remember? Uh, in hey, the background here. alone. <laughs> yeah, this this live stream background is is that is where the chicken is. Nice, yeah. awesome. Yeah, the best fried chicken in the world. <laughs> Which episode was that? Was that versus? It was probably we. Yeah, we talked about rips quite a bit. We did talk I'm, about rips. Yeah. I was going to say, looking... I wanted edited out. By the way, I kept telling Steve, I'm like, you got to edit this out, and he's like, no, go ahead and just ramble. <laughs> That was only episode five or four. You know, that was fine. Well, we so already have a. To... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Michael. No, no I was going to say, Luke, to to get onto your question, maybe narrow it down a little bit more. Is there a new band or a new record that just came out? Maybe it's not a new band. Sorry, or or maybe it's you know a new band, but a record that just came out recently that blew you away within the last 
Maybe it's Cruel Country by Wilco. Maybe it's, you know, something that it just hits you over the head. A light for attracting attention by the smile. So uh, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood uh, had a side project. And holy crap, if you put that on your hi-fi or put some good headphones on, it, it, it'll take you to another world. It, it, I think I mentioned it in the In Rainbows uh, episode, but it makes you yeah. feel like, like you're on drugs without even being... You're completely sober listening to it. So check it out. Uh, Light for attracting attention. Uh, Michael, how about you? Oh, Bryce, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. Sorry. I was just writing down what he was saying. It is so cool. So cool. They got a jazz drummer uh, to do the album as well. So it's he's got these jazz beats going over the top of Johnny, who's who's just a noodler. He's just messing around. And and Tom's vocals uh, coming at you both both sides. It is so trippy. It's so cool. Check it out. I would say, and I, I think I actually talk about him in like in every episode, is Jason Isbell. Like, 100%. Like, anything that Jason Isbell does is like in the last like 10 years, it's the guy's songwriting is so good and his guitar playing is so amazing. Like, I'm so happy that he got sober. Like, he, I, and he wrote, he wrote some of the best Drive by Trucker songs from the early 2000s. But, you know, he's a 22, 23-year-old kid and, you know, just drank a little too much. It's like he got kicked out of drive. He didn't get kicked he's out. 20, he's, how old, he's how old now? Oh, he's our age. But oh, okay. he was in Drive By Truckers yeah. when they first came out. Like, not their very first. Because yeah, he wrote a Preservation Hall album in 2010. Right. So Yeah. No, yeah. So he, he was on, like, he wrote, like, Outfit. He was on, um, uh, what's it, the Southern... It's the Southern Opera. Opera. Like, anyway, so he was yeah. on the he was on the in Drive by Truckers from probably like 2001 to like 2005. And if you ever like do like I'm an Apple Music guy, but if you do like Drive by Truckers Essentials, like four or five of his songs are still on like the main Essentials, and the guy hasn't been in the band in 20 years. And that's how good of a songwriter he is. And oh. The, Danny and I, the first show that we saw after the shutdown and all that stuff was Jason Isbell. And it's one of those things. And that guy's songwriting was so good that like, I was like crying because he's so emotionally such a great songwriter. And the fact to see him live, because that's the first time I ever saw him. And then it was like right after it was the first concert that I haven't seen since in 2019. You know, like late twenty. The last one was was Tool, tool yeah, in December tool. at the United Center, and then fast forward almost two years. Yeah. yeah, two years, and we saw him at a, a minor league baseball stadium <laughs> on the outskirts of Chicago. But and, and we then we're gonna go see him next back, Friday. But, and we're gonna go yeah. see him next Friday at the yeah. Bourbon and Beyond Festival, um, and then oh, Pearl nice. Jam on Saturday night. So I'll be there as well. See, it's Pearl Jam's on Sunday. I had to take Monday Same off of work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are going to yeah. Bourbon. Okay. Luke, Luke's going to the Pearl Jam uh, St. Louis show, Dan. Well, will, let's all meet up. Yeah, we might have to uh, have some of that trash pizza. <laughs> or not. But that's, to me, Jason Isbell and Jason Isbell, the 400 unit, and his wife, Amanda Shires. Like, she's a fantastic song. Her new record is fantastic. Her, if you don't her know her any of her stuff, because, Highway Women, her solo stuff. Yeah. Amazing. And as my wife says, she's very foxy. I she's like, she is so attractive. I'm like, all right, well, yeah. I, 
not gonna, not gonna argue, but like I, she was excited to see her. Uh, so Bryce, what what's yeah. it for you, man? Dude, Tyler Bryant in the shakedown. Have any of you guys heard of him yet? No, no. I don't so know. this guy got picked up by ACDC um, a few years ago, five, six years ago, something like that. Uh, he got to open up for ACDC, right? So, and, and don't don't think that like that's his style, right? He's not like kind of a classic rock hitter. That's not really his thing. He's more of this like kind of like I don't want to say what I do because he's ten times better, but kind of what I do. He does this like bluesy rock with a new modern age twist, but he's really trying his best to keep the roots. I do a horrible job of keeping the roots. He does not. He's fantastic. He just came out with an album today, Shake the Roots, and then the other one is called um, uh, 2019 Truth and Truth and Lies. That is a fantastic album. Check that guy out. He's like he's kind of like Marcus King. Um, What's his name? Oh, nice. Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. You guys are giving us a lot of homework here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So good, man. He's so, so good. Like that. I heard a few new on my like release radar throughout the last few days here um, of like his old stuff. And I think it was kind of priming me, right? Like start listening to Tyler Bryant again. And then bam, here we are. I got his new album and I'm like, yeah, man, you're killing it. Like he's so good. Yeah. That dude is great. He's really awesome. Steve, anything uh, new? No, no. I have been so <laughs> deep into researching for You're the show. You're in like season eight of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because well, every single album, you know, I don't. I want to give it yeah. the proper respect it deserves. So I, I'm. Okay. I listen to it. I make notes, and I'm. I'm pretty much running it on repeat uh, in my headphones right up until showtime. Dedicated so, man, dedicated. So, <laughs> uh, and in coming up on season three, uh, there's a Chicago blues historian who's going to be joining the show, and his uh, his selection is a three volume set of like old Chicago blues. It's it's amazing, and I, <laughs> ever since he sent me the link, I've been listening to it nonstop. So there's, I haven't seen anything of new music. <laughs> So he's he's gonna top the Quadrophenia longest episode. Oh, what Steve Steve, what was I tell you? It was it, what originally it was what would you say it was like 52, 54 songs? There's f- 42 songs. Holy 42. cow. Are you gonna do track by track? It's up to him. Uh, <laughs> what I say on every episode. That might break the round table. But this this man is a very knowledgeable historian of Chicago blues, so he may likely just talk Chicago blues and, and pick out certain tracks. That'll be um, very interesting. He's been on podcasts before, be so awesome. he knows the drill. Nice. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Well, I'll answer for Steve then. So uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Unlimited Love. Spoon. I haven't had a chance yet. Spoon. Is it good, Luke? It's so good. It is amazing. Really? Yeah, John Fashani. John Fashani, his tone, his guitar tone is perfection. It is superb. And Luke, I, I, Chili Peppers I have, have another album coming out in a month. That's right. What's up? I do. I do have to ask you about the chili peppers. Let's hear it. So, I, I've been in a in a spot right now where I just can't stand them, and um, I think it's because I think the lyrics are just horseshit. Oh, what oh, absolutely. Lyricists of all time. Has 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 he ever had good lyrics? I I, I mean, my I, favorite. Because I, I, I know I, I know Flea is awesome. He's 
fucking awesome Time bass player. Time Michael, Michael, pause. Because I'm going to counter with Luke, or agree with Luke, because he said, has he ever been a good lyricist? So I'm going to say no. the same thing. If you like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, it's the same thing as like picking the Stones over the Beatles. Now, here we go. But Mick Jagger's lyrics, come on. They're horseshit. Right. Anthony Kiedis is 43 steps below All right, Mick I just, Jagger. Okay, so I, I, so I don't, I don't, I, like so I don't have to feel don't. bad now. I always felt like, man, this is just a horseshit, like, the one song from Californication where he just like spits gibberish for ten minutes, like, yeah. like what the hell goes on there? I'm sorry, I just no need to apologize. And I, you can Bruce have an Buck opinion. Was great and Flea is awesome, and Chopper is a great guitar <laughs> player, and I love Chad Smith because Will Ferrell is a great drummer. <laughs> you know. <laughs> now I, I'm I, sorry I, that Will Ferrell thing was awesome on what the Tonight Show. That was one of the funniest good. things I've ever seen. So I'm going to say no offense as well, especially to Bryce. John Frashani, in my opinion, is the greatest guitar player of all time. Whoa. He is just so... Whoa. Just, I love him, but of all time? I, my opinion, again, my opinion. I, I, there are many good guitar players. I, obviously, I, I could we could talk about that sometime tonight, but um, John Frashani... That, that some, is a bold statement. Reason, he, does, sure. he does it Yeah, for me. Like, I, I, have you heard the Empyrean, his solo album? No. Yes, I have. I love. I and I'm agreeing with you. Prashanti is amazing. Listen to the. And he's he's and one just... of those players and one of those rare, I would say, modern day players. Where as soon as you hear it, you hear that tone. You, you know, it's him, know yes, it's him. Yep, it's absolutely. Richards, oh, it's Richards. Yeah, it's Page. But, it's, but Bryce, I think in your episode you said Eric Clapton makes the guitar talk or sing, and John certainly does that as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't have my qualms about the guy, but sure. not I, on my top five. Understood, top understood. And you're, 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 you're a much better him, guitarist than I am, from what he's, I've heard. I'd say he's Thank a top-tier guitarist, but I wouldn't put him at the top of, of my list. We'll see. Sure. I mean, exactly, honestly, exactly. everybody who has a record out and they're like a band that's been playing for, you know, 40 years, I, I got to think those guys are all top. Oh, they're pretty. Sure. They're pretty. They're you know what I mean? Make a living. The, the right? cat from so Creed is a top tier guitarist, and I mean, he was so good they created well, Alter Bridge. You no, know what I mean? Now no, stop, Michael. Because I think well, but they're professionals that get paid for it. You know what I mean? That are yeah, but there's there's Yingve Malstein, and there's Guitar Center guitar players who are fantastic. But there's so no Wayne? feel. So you're saying no Wayne soul. from Wayne's World playing uh, Stairway Stairway to Heaven is not a top tier. Do you actually know why they said Stairway denied? Yeah, I, we talked they about could, it. Means, they couldn't, mean af- they <laughs> couldn't afford the rights to the song. Nice. So he could only play two chords, and then the Guitar Center employee had to say That's Stairway awesome. denied. They wrote it in the script. But what I'm saying is there's technically proficient, and there's amazing guitar players, just like there's, just like Creed. Right. <laughs> is, is, they, they sing good. They look good. They sound good. But there's nothing there. Like I, I will say this. Like that's what I I'm going. Steve, with. I think Stevie Ray Vaughan is a fantastic guitar absolutely. player, but I fucking hate his music. I do too. I absolutely, I absolutely hate it. Like I don't like his voice. Anytime it comes on, I can't stand it. But I know that he's a great guitar player. I can. Hear I would rather listen to Los Lobos, who I think sounds similar guitar tone. Now you got yeah. Bryce and Luke. You guys will tear me apart. So Los Lobos or Los Lonely Boys, which one are we talking about? They're two different bands, right? 
Oh, I'm sorry. Lost Lonely Boys. I love <laughs> yes. Lost Lobos. That dude is freaking fantastic. Yes. God, he's Thank you for calling me out on that. Yes, I love Lost Lobos. But similar tones and all that kind of stuff. But I agree with Michael whenever Stevie comes on. I'm like, yeah, this is good. But so it does, getting it off, does nothing well, If you me. get off the ones they play on the radio, you know, you, you got your, your pride and joys and your those are okay. But if you there are some some Steve Ray Vaughan albums, and the first one that comes to mind is Blues at Sunrise. It is one of the most amazing blues albums I've ever heard. And I would recommend it to anybody. Okay. I love Steve Ray Vaughan. He's amazing. He was amazing. Check out Blues at Sunrise. There's he's he's playing with Albert King on there. Um, he's playing with others. There's just some really, really good uh, a couple of live tracks on there that I had never heard before. Excellent. I could listen to that any day. I, th- I think okay. a lot of times, I think it's just like, there's some guitarists that I think maybe shouldn't sing. And Bryce, I'm going to say this about Eric I'm Clapton. Guilty. I'm one of them. Eric, Eric Clapton. <laughs> Eric Clapton should just play the guitar. Well, you know what's funny about that too, right? That's what that's, I think. I mean, the guy was in like six different bands because that's what he thinks. He's an asshole. That's what he thinks, right? Like he, in his autobiography, he even says like, not a singer. I have to work very hard at singing. And if you watch a lot of his live stuff, there's a lot of times when he's like, he's not playing, his hands are off his guitar. He's trying to focus on his posture and his actual body movement to produce the best sound possible because he knows he's not a great singer. It's one of those things, right? We're all given a gift, I guess. And he's, I like his voice. But I would agree, like, he's not like Adele, right? He's not somebody who has, like, this amazing... Oh, speaking of somebody... Go to see him for his voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Adele. How would we not talk about Adele? I was going to bring it up, like, just... Because she's, like, an well, awful spreadsheet. Before, so hold on. Before we go into Adele and Mariah Carey, where Michael yeah. wants to go, I will say... I will say... I will defend and say that we're all fans of bands that they don't have great singer. I mean, Neil Young, Bob Dylan. I I mean, let's go on and on. We're not (laughs) technically proficient. So I will say for Clapton that it's not necessarily something where you're like, Oh, I can't stand his voice. So I don't want to listen to the records, but if you don't connect with it, there's something there. Like Michael, what you're saying about Stevie Ray Vaughan, Maybe his guitar playing is too whatever clean. His voice compiles with that, but I don't necessarily think it's like, oh, I can't get past his voice. Like we all love Neil Young. Well, yeah, but I, please. I, I think with that, I I like um, you know similar artists. I guess like to me, I, he kind of lumps in, and it, maybe I'm wrong when I say this, but like Allman Brothers, like I like. Oh, dig I love the, the Allman Brothers. You know, I like, but I like that bluesy i guess i like it more rock bluesy you know i guess that's maybe that's how i feel about it but but honestly we're talking about something that's subjective like which is music it's like art you know like if you're gonna look at a post you're gonna look at a painting and to me i don't know anything about art and to me it's just like if it's a house i know it's a house but if it's some kind of thing that i'm supposed to like think about i i I could i feel like i could have done it you know like that's how I feel about techno music. Like, I feel if I can press a, bu- a bunch of buttons, <laughs> like, I can't play guitar. I've tried it. Look at these hands. They're little babies. My son's not going to like that comment. Oh, but, boy. Like, I have an argument with my brother-in-law all the time about it. And it's, he's like, well, this is, takes a lot of talent. I'm like, to press buttons? Like, how is it? 
And stay off his lawn, yeah. everyone. And stay off of his lawn. <laughs> so Steve, I, 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 I want to. I do want to throw out another guitarist that is is unlikely that some might not think about, but John Mayer. Oh, John. He, he has. Hey, he has an album. Company. So good. He, he has an family. album called the John Mayer Trio. Try. Not and only that, born it, and it raised. Is, what's that? Check out his album "Born and Raised." If you yes. like the John Mayer Trio record, check that's, out "Born and Raised." I'd say that's his bluesiest studio oh. recording. When well, did that the come try out? Episode Sorry, is all, Steve, is all go live. Ahead. The try episode is all live, and he's got a three-piece trio with um, yeah. Paladino, Peter Paladino, and uh, oh, should have studied, but I can't remember the drummer. Uh, Neil Jordan, I think, comes to mind. I, I can't um, remember. Yep. Uh, but it's it's great. It's it's freaking fantastic, and it comes out of nowhere because at the time, you know, I, you know, bubblegum pop stuff from John Mayer. I didn't realize he was that good, and that that album was him just having fun, playing great blues that he wanted to. As a guy who Check just out. saw The Dead and Company for the first time this summer with him, like Danny's seen him a couple times, but it was. I was like, holy shit. Like, and we were not even close, but you could see him just noodle and play like awesome. It was awesome. And speaking of tone, uh, like I said, with, with John Frashani, John Mayer's got a tone that that's very recognizable. in my Yeah, yeah, he does. Definitely. Mm -hmm. But I would just say for check out the born and raised record. Yep. I agree. If you don't know it or Bryce, if you don't know it, Check it out. What about his last one, Danny? I thought that would be the one. To... Sabrock. Sabrock just I came out of I like Sabrock, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I love Sabrock. I, I like what he's doing with Sabrock, though, because I think he's tongue in cheek in that a lot. Yeah, very I, 80s I guys, mocking. These guys yeah. are, are blues based, and his tone and his playing on Born and Raised, and as far as blues tones and songwriting, you, I think you're going to dig that if your high water mark is the trio. And also, um, if you go back to the stuff that you referred to as Poppy from the early 2000s, um, songs like Neon, ask any professional guitar player to play that song. It, it's it's near, near impossible. I, I mean, it, it is. There's a reason that man went to Berkeley, right? Yes. Like, he yeah. is a fantastic guitar player. That dude can mm -hmm. wait. There's an episode, an episode, uh, a DVD of one of the Clapton Crossroads things where he has all these awesome players, right? I think it's 2004 or 2007. And um, John Mayer comes on and he does a version of, um, oh God, oh my God, I can't think of the name of the song. I'll think of it before this conversation's over. But it is on fire. It is absolutely on fire. He, he took this song from the seventies and he flipped it on its back and he wrote all these sweet guitar parts over it. And you can kind of tell that he's kind of liquored up. Right. And he just like <laughs> just enough drinks, not to be too drunk, not enough to be really bad, but instead you're way better than you usually are. Wow. It, it's well, amazing. Now I have to freaking find out what that song is called. Well, well like on that try, yeah, the try, he does daughters, which is completely different than the pop version. And right. I, I, the pop version, I, I would ignore any day of the week, but that one on the blues album, yeah. I mean, it'll bring a tear to your eye. Well, and I will say this, and and I got into Grateful Dead a lot later, and I'm not a, an apologist or a diehard by any fan, or by any fan, by any means, but I will say 
for him to step into those shoes and now you can make any jokes you want to about how the audience is fried and they're going to, whoever wants to get up there and play, <laughs> but his tones sound like Jerry and are better than Jerry. I will say that. He's a better I, didn't, I didn't know he was playing with that band. No. And they add, well, he's in dead and company. So he he's took the place of Jerry yeah. with uh, Bob Weir and then Bill, you know, the, and Bob Weir. yeah, but we should all stop and talk about Bob Weir, how great he is. But, the guy was in men's health. But I will say, so for John to go from, I want to run through the halls of my high school, or your body is a wonderland, or all the things that were daughter, and then to be so into the blues, and then to shift and be playing these songs from 1965 through whatever, to make them sound not only passable, but inflect something new into them that how many times do you think, you know, Althea and all those dead songs have been played to make them feel new again for outsiders to listen to. That's a testament to his playing. That's absolutely. Speaking of Althea, that was the song that got him to join. Uh, I I saw a documentary. He was talking about joining Denko and that was, that was the song he said he he heard it and uh, he was aware of the grateful Dead, but when he heard that song, that was what, drew the passion out of him love it so two things um one i was totally wrong the it's actually crossroads guitar festival 2010 and it's ain't no sunshine when she's gone okay oh yeah i bet you on that man you gotta check it out it's on youtube just just go watch it for 10 minutes of your life it is like it is freaking on fire, man. That's really what made me have, re- have respect for John Mayer. Cause that was like, I was kind of the same way. It's like all these pop songs. I'm like, eh, like there's some good ones. Daughters. It's a good song. It's a really great song, even though it's not like my go-to thing to listen to, but it's a great song. Um, and then I saw that and I was like, oh, okay. Like you're a guitar player first and then a songwriter and then a vocalist third, right? Like, God, he's so good. That, yeah, check I that think out. at first he was, um, I'm going to be, in a, I'm going to write these songs to get laid. And then <laughs> it's everything else. I mean, let's be, I mean, let's be honest. Like but how he knows? was. I would agree. But now, that. I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't think anything less or more of the guy. I thought he was always a good guitar player. It just, a lot of his stuff was very, you know, kind of some poppy dribble stuff that, was like to that you would play in the dorm rooms to maybe like you know make out with the girl that you yeah, see. You, you, you heard Steve it a lot with Jack Noel. Johnson and other you know mm-hmm. that, that genre. Yeah. yeah. And Steve, in no and way am I Dave. in no way am I advocating for anyone to listen to any other podcast but Music Rewind. However, there's a two part episode in, on an episode called Let There Be Talk with John Mayer. Um, Dean Del Rey is the host. We talked about he's with Marcus King now, but they talked for about four hours about all of that stuff, about how he was perceived, mm-hmm. about and he he loves the blues. He loves he's a, you know all the things that we do and how they kind of pushed him into one direction and he was fighting against it and again he was in one direction. I, oh, no, sorry. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I have no idea. Again, not a not a mayor apologist, but when we talk about all of that kind of stuff, it's because he was. He was I think he came out it was like Jack Johnson, John Mayer, maybe like Donovan Frankenrider. Do you guys remember him at all? Like mm-hmm. all of that 
no, and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, this all spawned from from the Chili Peppers. So uh, Steve, yeah. thank you for telling us that <laughs> that was your greatest album of 2022. So I, I think Dan, you're uh, you're the only one that hasn't said which album in the last few years has been. Oh geez, you know, there's a one of the albums that I go back to over and over again. Do you guys are you familiar at all with Death Heaven? No. So kind of a quote unquote metal or. I think they came out as like black metal. I don't know. I don't know all of the titles and I'm sure the millions of people who are watching are going to, you know, tell me that I'm wrong, but they put out a record, I think last year or maybe two years ago called infinite granite. And if you're a fan of early smashing pumpkins or even Siamese dreams, um, uh, the band like ride some of those like early drone, kind of even early built the spill luke i know we were talking about that before check out that record okay death heaven infinite granite and i will say i've only listened to it twice today but that there's something that hits me every time a new built the spill record comes out it just seems like everything is right in the world i don't know if it's just because it's like getting new i don't know what it is he it is sounds he is good. so good i'm going Doug Marsh oh. is so consistent, but oh. he brings in different players for every album. This one, I don't know if you had headphones, a, a good set of headphones on, but it is—it's no. one of those trippy albums as well. It's just there's something going on there that just draws you in. It, yeah. it, it's and like some of the lyrics and some yep. of his lyrics just yep. on the first couple of listens about oh I'm trying like it, like he's exhausted about doing the day to day or playing and it, now this is just me you know putting on his lyrics, what he may or may not be thinking, but I was just like, yep. Holy I, cow. I, I only listened to it the once this morning, but it, it's so far, it, it's going to be one that I, I revisit. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to dissecting it and it it for sure. So, um, but yeah, so I, I've got more if, if you want to hear it. We're so here. We're here. Let's go. Fiona Apple Fetch the Bolt Cutters was phenomenal. I don't know if you're a Fiona fan, but uh, the album came out in 2020, I want to say. Okay. Um, I... She had worked on it for, what, 10 years? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, was, right. that was good. That was like her dogs were in the background and stuff, too. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was recording like during the pandemic, right? Like stuff in yeah. the kitchen or like ambient noise, right? Yep. Yep. Correct, it, correct? It, okay. Exactly. Yeah. She was she was playing pots and pans and it, it was just so cool how she did it. Now, um, if you put it on the hi-fi, it's, it's not going to make a difference. It, it was recorded in her house on a computer. So, I, I mean, she probably sent it to a good producer, um, mixer, whatever, but um, it's it's never going to be that that album that sounds amazing separations there and all that good stuff. But for some reason it just hits home for me. It, it's very, uh, it's from the heart. If it's yeah, good, it's good. Right. If it's yeah, I will good, say good. Daniel, I'm kind of surprised that you did not bring up like the two bigger bands that you have loved in the last like 10 years with strands of Oaks, strand of Oaks and uh, war on drugs. Well, I was getting, well, one record I wanted to get to because we were talking about records that came out just with fiona about records that came out during the pandemic and now michael and i are obviously uh homers <laughs> apologize but gigaton by pearl jam really? really i am not a fan i i have tried so hard <laughs> seven o'clock isn't very good it's fine but... 
No, those um, first first River Cross Wolf Moon. Yeah, River no, Cross. Michael Michael likes all those slower songs, but that whoever whoever said songs, whoever said is it kicks you in the butt. I mean, it, it's it's a, Luke. I will yeah. say when you see Super those Blood songs, Wolf the Moon? couple songs we saw live. Whoever said in Super Blood, uh, Super Blood Wolf Moon are fantastic. So here's the deal: Super Blood I Wolf think Moon. Red Cross was so good when he they did it. It's for a beautiful the song. Relief. Now, um, I thought it was so, awesome. So, um, everyone always complains about Ole on the on the Ten Clubs forum. They're always like, Ole sucks, Ole sucks. But if you put Ole next to Super Blood Wolf Moon, it's the same song. Better lyrics for Super Blood, but it, it's it's pretty. So did I just break the glass for you on Super Blood Wolf? No, I'll have to listen to it again. But you're basically being the record company, um, suing John Fogarty for plagiarizing himself with uh, Credence. And, <laughs> there you go. Yes. But uh, so, but I thought it was a good years in, but I thought it was pretty goddamn good. It's it's a it's, I, I it's really, better than the than Rolling Stones record that came out 32 years after they sure. started. Yeah, yeah. You know and what I'm, I mean? I'm not, like, I, I'm not saying it's it's that was horrible, my... but it just it. So Lightning Bolt didn't do anything for me. Uh, Backspacers, okay. So just their last three albums for me. Okay. And, and I still love Pearl Jam with all my heart. They're they're my all time favorite band. I will so, say I will Lightning say, Bolt Michael... is better than Backspacer. That's my opinion. Sure. About it. Even though I think Backspacer was has the song that our wedding song was on Johnny Guitar is, is Johnny Guitar. Yeah, Johnny Guitar. That that was our wedding, wedding song. Okay, um, I thought so. <laughs> it was it was Future Days, which I can't remember what record that's on now. Like Future Days uh, is um, Lightning Bolt. Yeah. Okay. So Lightning it Bolt. Was, so yeah, so Michael Lightning really Bolt. hates Backspacer. <laughs> yeah, Backspacer was fine. It's our fine. Lightning bolt. Um, again, the, the, uh, they're, they're all, you guys are getting into Pearl Jam albums I've never even heard of. Oh yeah, Steve. We can talk Pearl Jam. So albums. anyway, make so Luke, make your mix. Luke, Michael had mentioned this right before, right before when I said Pearl Jam. But have you got? Do you guys know the band Strand of Oaks? Do not. I know of them. It's, go, it's going on the list. You should see this list that I've got going. Of every, oh, me too. So <laughs> music re, the music rewind list. It's yes. one. If, if it's you one guys five. have Apple Music, uh, you could just follow me and Danny, and uh, there's enough for decades that you could listen. To. I, I'm I'm older than you guys when it comes to to that kind of stuff. I I have never streamed a song in my life. Good for you, Luke. It's, yeah, I, I, if I could oh, show yeah. you what I got going on back here, it's it's too dark right now. But I, I I've just it's all analog. So. Well, nice. These are my you, books. You've got the records go. are over there. Yeah. There you go. But a strain of oaks. It's one guy. He's from uh, Goshen, Indiana. Okay. His name is Tim Showalter, and he grew up. He's a little bit younger, maybe early thirties, mid thirties, uh, younger than than myself. But he grew up like on the pumpkins and all that kind of stuff. He like his first two or three records are very acoustic driven. I think he was like a substitute teacher or something, just putting out records on the side. Okay. And then his um, his breakout record is called Heal. H E A L. All right. And then like Jay Mascus. Has I think a guitar you, did, you, solo. did you talk about them in your Sunday episode? I yes. was going to say, I vaguely remember. Yes, yes, yes. But his newer records are just. Check them like, out. They're, they're, they're like gorgeous, especially if you're from the Midwest. Look at They're like perfect Midwest records. You know, yeah, it's, like, well, you put them on like, like a night like tonight where it's like, you know, like the fall's coming. Like it. It's like exactly the type of stuff. Like it's almost like you have to say what it's called anymore. 
um, the late summer. But the, lyrics, but, but the lyrics are about like, you know, and the, not only the lyrics, but I mean the mood. And I think what Michael's meet is like, get in your car, roll down the windows. There's a crisp chill coming to the air. Nice. Without using the AC. Them, and then war on drugs. I'm, I, those guys are awesome. I do, yeah. That new record, I really, I love it, but it's not as good as that I don't know if it's in my top. Yeah, it's not. It's not as good as the other ones. I will say. To kind of connect, two. to kind of connect to that um, chill air roll down windows song. Um, have you guys ever heard of Bon Iver? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I believe it's pronounced Bon Iver. You're right. You're right. It is. No, no, no. I, I, I just said. <laughs> hey, Actually, there he is. There's a guy. The police. The police. Dude. Hey, I just. I just. Oh, that sting. Yeah, no, you're you're totally correct. Uh, for Emma, forever ago. That, that album. album. Yes. Oh, wonderful. That was recorded in Wisconsin in a cabin in the woods. Yep. Really. So good. Yeah. Which so is good. Bananas. The guy just he broke up. His, his girlfriend broke up with him, right? Yeah, or yep. something like that. And yeah, he just went to his family's like cabin and just didn't leave until he came out with the record. And, and it, it's. Wow. And then he became so cool that he was like on Beyonce, like Jay Z stuff and like Beyonce's and Kanye's stuff. Uh, It it was, yeah, Kanye. He he produced Kanye's. Because it was was, right. Remember the SNL skit where it was Maya Rudolph was Beyonce and uh, Jay Farrell was Kanye West and something about it was like whatever, Bon Iver. We don't care about you, and he's like, "But yeah. I want to sing to you." <laughs> it was, it was I, I, it's not the best skit, but like it was kind of funny that they brought this like this is random white guy in this conversation. But it was kind of crazy how like his success, because like you said, he was with Kanye and all those guys. Con- sort of reminded me, not in the same way, but reminded me of like when Elliot Smith was nominated for a Grammy. Like, here's a guy who, I mean, yeah, like Elliot obviously has a bigger track record, and I'm not comparing Elliot to Bonavere, but at the same time, you're like, what? What is happening? Just hope it doesn't end the same. Oh. Yes, agreed. Oh. What a way to go. You guys like yeah. Elliot Smith? I love Elliot Smith, by the way. If yep. anyone... Same. Yep. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, Bonavere, I've got all of his albums. Um, I'd say he's top 25 all time for me. Oh, so oh, I'm right really? there with you, Bryce. Awesome. Yeah. So it, one of my yeah, Twenty Two a Million was not his latest album, but the one before that. Um, that's oh, that's of, that's one of those albums yeah, that has so much going on, just production wise. It's it's perfection. So and yeah. and the the most recent what what was called I I, um, that that's a great album as well. But um, I agree with you. For for Emma, forever ago was was probably his his all time great. Fantastic. Don't know Fantastic. if he'll ever top that one. Just, just the passion and, and the you, you yeah. could feel the pain. You said his girlfriend broke up with him. You could, you could feel Absolutely. that. And, and even in the the guitar, you know, it just it had feeling for sure. So that, that kind of brings up a good question because obviously that's the first record we heard from him, or from yeah him by himself. But do you think if it was like the second or third record, or do you think if it mattered? Like if you if it was his third record, but it was the first one you heard, do you think it would matter? Like I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, a lot of bands you may if they have a long track record, you might be like, well, this is my favorite record by them because that was your entry point into them. Could be. So do you think somebody else going, oh well, 
I heard him on his fourth record, and I think sure. that's the best. Because I agree, for him I ever go is his best, but now I'm like, well, maybe sure. I don't know. Yep, I, I completely agree. Uh, Pearl Jam is a perfect example. I was introduced to Pearl Jam uh, like, like as an actual uh band that i listen to frequently the riot act was was my first album um is that your favorite record i'm gonna say that was your first record no 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 no. that was my first pearl jam wow that's that's crazy because i man i was not big into i was i was at first i wasn't i was a junior in high school so so kind of formative years you know um yeah and uh something about that uh, my buddies and i would play poker um in his back room and we just crank that and uh that's when i fell in love with pearl jam so sure. yes i knew jeremy yes i knew alive yes i knew even flow but riot act just that was the album that stuck and i, I that sort of we went, was that the tour well, we went on dan champagne it was I, we were talking about yeah. that before the show i, I wouldn't but I, them. but i will say that goes back to what i was asking bryce about like shine down and all that kind of stuff is because he was coming out of that without any sort of preconceived notions or anything, you know, like Creed and all that kind of stuff where we were kind of ragging on before. So when you say Riot Act, automatically Michael, you know, he was like, well, well, have you heard? <laughs> but if that's something that connects with you, so that's so interesting because, like I said, when you come into a band, it might not be their best. Sure. It might not even be your so-called favorite of, I, I could think of like Metallica, for example. Injustice for All is the first record I had. One of the first cassettes, because Michael bought it for me. <laughs> for my, <laughs> my, my ninth, my ninth, I think it was my eighth or ninth birthday. I was at a liquor store with my dad and I grabbed the cassette and said, Danny likes this band. That's a, that's but I remember, I remember, didn't know what it was. I would, this was before they had videos out because one wasn't even out yet when the cassette came out the video so i remember listening to that all blah 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 blah. but so that for me is my quote-unquote favorite metallic record i don't think it's their best by any stretch of the imagination i would even say i would probably enjoy masters more or go on and on so it's very interesting to say like oh riot act or coming into like shine down records and stuff and i think that's sort of what this whole you know what music rewind is about. Like we are talking about all these episodes and stuff is I would have never listened to, you know, Bryce, you're talking about the Eric Clapton record, you know, your episode had nothing completely passed me by. I would have never given it a second thought. In fact, the first time I heard it was after your episode. Yep. And I agree. It was the same thing with me. You know, the same thing with like, who hasn't heard lightning crashes? or, you know, the live throwing copper record, but I would have never given it a second thought except after, you know, the episode. And I think that's what's awesome about it is because you're coming in, you're talking about different things and what resonates with you. And anyway, speaking of that's a question that I had uh, to the side for you guys. Uh, Have you discovered and really latched on to any records that you've heard through Music Rewind? I'm not going to say that I stuck to it because of music rewind but my favorite episode of music rewind was the, the throwing copper episode that you just mentioned so um oh yeah, yeah. she was i mean Beryl, that was, Beryl that loves was live 
Pretty passionate, so, and the, you know the tattoo and everything. I'm so, I mean, it's not like I got a Pearl Jam tattoo, you know. Sure. Oh, it's amazing that she got to it influenced her career, and then she got to meet the band. See, that's yeah, the kind that's of story awesome. that you want to hear on this show. I, I want people so, to come out of yeah. the woodwork that have those kind of stories that that I, have I, the meeting the band or or right, you know that. Kind well, of, and and not only that, she re, like, <laughs> you know, she goes and buys the was it the record or not the record, but the CD or the I forget, and then she sits down, she's reading the you know the liner notes and all that kind of stuff and instantly i remember listening to it when it came out on the train and i'm like i'm right there thinking about how how many cds or records or cassettes where i was like devouring everything and yes. like i said yes yeah it's it's Go so ahead. cool it's so it's so cool to like to see that connection of people and that's what i love about this podcast is that uh, I do have my own personal story about that. If you guys want to hear it, it's between me and this yeah. guitar player. So, <clears throat> um, do any of you know who Davy Knowles and Backdoor Slam is, or Davy Knowles or Backdoor Slam? Uh, Backdoor Slam, yeah, I saw them at Bonnaroo. They okay. were great. So, Backdoor Slam. Um, Backdoor Slam is now just Davy Knowles. They've split off. Davy Knowles is the lead singer and the guitar player. It was a power trio thing. In the early, like, I want to say 2008 and on. Um, they just were like, Davy Knowles was like 17 at the time. Uh, and he was just this powerhouse guitar player. Ended up playing with Peter Frampton. Now he's like one of the better blues rock guitar players out there. He's very small still, but over the years he's starting to grow a decent following. Like he just got done playing... Um, a whole bunch of blues festivals throughout the country this summer. Um, anyway, so I saw him last year, <clears throat> last year, last year. And he was in Denver. So I go down to Denver cause I've, I've been listening to this guy for, I mean, years. Like I, when I really started getting into the blues, um, probably 2008, I want to say somewhere in there. That's when um, I saw him was, was 08. Yeah, yeah I okay. That, so I bought that one there that album that year. Yeah, you bought uh the Backdoor Slam album, right? Like yes. This one? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so that was what I came in on as well. Um, and he was amazing, right? I was like, wow, this this person could play him. What a voice, right? Like, God, he's such a great guitarist. So listening to it for years and years, um, kind of lost him after he like backdoor slammed this one album went through he did like a whole thing he split off into like Davy Knowles and Backdoor Slam so it was like still him with Backdoor Slam but it was kind of a in-between section of his career uh and so he came out with that album I caught on to him again like kind of later high school and I'm like wow man I forgot about Davy Knowles he's so good so I just like you know again replayed that album right that one album that just really connects with you so I replayed that one I was listening to the old album love this guy and it kind of resonated with me because I was really trying to aspire to be a guitar player and, and do that job and be that person. So to see somebody his age to do that, and I was kind of right around his age. He's like five or six years older than me, something like that. So it's like, wow, cool. You're actually like out there killing it. Um, so it was a big inspiration, right? So I go down to Denver. I see this guy. I get there, get my tickets, get there early. I'm like, cool. You know, I got like front row. I'm right next to the stage. It's going to be sweet. So I'm like, man, I want a shirt. So I go up to the merch booth and I'm like, hey, you know, like, what do you got? And she, this lady's showing me stuff. And I'm like, do you guys take card or cash? And all I had was card. I didn't have any cash. She's like, no, I don't know. I need to talk to Davey about this. Um, so if you want to come back in like 10 or 15 minutes, I'm sure he'll come down and he'll tell me. And then 
when you come back, I should have an answer. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go down, I'm sitting by the stage. We're having a few drinks. I see this guy walk out of the elevator and I'm like, looks like David Knowles, right? So I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta go say hello if it's him. So I walk my little butt up to the freaking the merch booth and he's standing there and I'm just like, this freaking Davy Knowles, man. Like that's freaking Davy Knowles. You know, I'm freaking out, right? Like internally I'm screaming like a little, a little girl. And, um, and so, you know, like I let him do his thing. I'm not bugging him. And he comes around the booth to walk towards the stage and I catch him. And I was the first person to catch him, thankfully. Uh, and so a little precursor to this, I was kind of like, he just came out with the new album and that's what he was touring for. And so I really love a lot of songs off of this new album uh, that he came out with in 2021. And so I was like taking them and I was playing to them on Instagram, right? And I was tagging them in and I'm like, oh man, David Knowles is so good. You got to check out this album. So he comes around the booth, he goes to the stage. I'm like, hey, uh, I don't, I don't, I know you're busy. I don't mean to bug you, but are you David Knowles? And he goes, yeah, man, I am, right? And I'm like, oh, this is freaking <laughs> Right? I'm freaking out. I'm like, God, that's so cool. So I'm like, dude, I start girling, right? I'm like, hardcore, I start fangirling. I'm like, man, I've listened to you since I was like 12 or 13 years old. I'm like, what are you, biggest fan? You know? Uh, and he, before I could get any of that out, though, I was like, Davey, like, I've been listening to you. And when I said that, his eyes get like the size of the moon. And he's like, yo, that guy, yo, that guy on Instagram, aren't you? And I was like, <laughs> no uh, way. Yeah. Like that guy, like, uh, I'm a guy on Instagram. Sure. You know? And he's like, no, 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 man. You're that guy that that's like been redoing my songs on your reels. And I'm like, yeah, I've been doing that over the past like month. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you're so good. You're so freaking excellent. Man, you're amazing. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to die now. That's what go. I needed. Nice. It's amazing, dude. Awesome. Yeah, it was crazy cool, man. It was crazy cool. Nicest dude. He's so nice. I'm like, dude, that's amazing. Before I could say anything to you about you influencing me, you told me how, how good you think I am, which is a freaking insane compliment like that. That really That's kind of really was just cool. like, you're, you're on the right path. Like, keep doing what you're doing, right? So I was like, well, all right, man, I was going to buy a shirt or something. Can I have you sign it? And he's like, are you buying a record? And I'm like, I was going to buy, yeah, I was going to buy your, your LP. And he was like, all right, all right. Yeah, 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 man, sure. So I'm like, can I get a picture? He's like, yeah, of course. We do a couple pictures, me and him and me, him and my wife or whatever. And then um, we like – He's like, well, well, give me that record, right? And he opens it and he's like, I'm not supposed to do this. So don't tell anybody, but, and he signs this record for me. He hands it to me. He's like, here you go, man. And I'm like, what? You're not supposed to do that. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, great. Like I asked you to sign it. I didn't think you were going to say that, but then you did it, right? So then like, a, I, I was stupid. Next day I freaked out. I'm like, oh, you got to meet David Knowles. Here's my signed record, right? Like I freaked out. Well, a few days later I see an ad and his record company gives those away as like giveaways. So signed David Knowles albums, you're not going to get unless you get it through a giveaway. So I was like that, that's, that's awesome. So that was, that nice. was so very cool. Very neat. And, and see, yeah, that, if you could get more, I, I know you're not just going to dig people up like that, but if anyone's listening and you have awesome stories like that, bring, bring them to the table. Come on Steve's yeah. podcast and, and bring it out. When, Definitely. I, when Meryl said that she helped him help Ed move, 
I mean, that who gets a chance to do that? Yeah, they're, your, they're your musical yeah. idol. Yeah, you get to just help them move. That's, That's crazy. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I I've loved throwing copper since I was a kid. So um, that was yeah, it, that one hit home. Uh, same with Wilco, uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. That's been an album dear to my heart for many, many moons. And uh, it, it was awesome to see that one take off, too. So I was really hoping to be the number one out, uh, episode of season two. <laughs> but that thing just blew me out of the water. So, yeah, Wilco and the dad rock, you know, it just kind of skyrocketed. And speaking of headphones albums, yes, I know you guys approached that in the episode, but that one, there's so much happening. It, it, spoon, oh. Spoons banging, you know, just just. Yeah so much it, it's an oral rhythmic or, noise i think i called it yes a-u-r-a-l a- not not O-R-A-L. it's such a it's such a good record that they <laughs> that they made a whole documentary about it you know like, yep. as it stands right now for season two say yankee hotel foxtrot is one but live rust has a gigantic following uh, nice. uh, julian's is julian's yeah. awesome nice guy Nice dude. Yeah, he's got some. He, he's got some new singles out. Yellow eyes recently. Yellow Great eyes. Tune. Uh, yes. Oh my god, um, dude! I'm drawing a blank right now. But it, oh, the flood. The flood. I am in love with the flood. The flood is the flood great. and alcohol. Like, all yeah, all great alcohol. tunes. There's another one that I'm thinking of that I really love that came out just after or before the flood. I mean, these albums all pale to animals. Yes, of course, yeah. yes. Everyone's favorite episode and favorite records. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to say that, that question on the, <laughs> on, the thing, my wife was wondering, well, why are you laughing so long ago? Because Steve <laughs> put a question and said, what was the best episode and why was it animals? And I was just cracking up. I'm like, I was hey. like, this is amazing. <laughs> Don't tell the viewers like, how the sausage is made, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> but he said the question. I mean, it was in the question. And, and I was I was oh. laughing because I was reading it today because I'm like, I want to be prepared and everything. And I'm at doing work from home. <laughs> why why is it animals? And and you know, you know what I love about uh the Steve and Al episodes, you guys just have a, a, a bond. Uh, it's that, that family knowledge. Yeah. You guys have known each other yeah. since you were kids. Like uh, in, in the, let's go back to the very beginning, uh, Band on the Run. Um, oh, you guys yeah. describing your grandma's uh, eight track player. You, you, you Man, described that, it. That hi-fi system detail. was a, a beast. It was huge. Sure. <laughs> but see, the, those are the kind of stories you want to hear too. So not only do you want to hear the cool stories of meeting the band or, or uh, having an awesome show experience, but but also the personal stuff. I think that's why a lot of people are drawn to your your show as well. It, it's, I, it's I love personal... how he knew the records that were left there because they were crap. Sure. How amazing yeah. is that? I, I can't yeah, remember what knew, I had for right? dinner yesterday, but but Al can like, when, when me and my sister got, to, got the chance to sample the record collection at my grandma's house, all that was left there was like the Funky Town lip sync and and the Carpenters and the best friend. Oh, yes. Sorry, there's no way we can't have a music rewind discussion without the best of bread. Oh my god, yeah. oh, best of bread. <laughs> But Luke, what's cool to your point, I think it goes back to, like, how many times have you listened to Band on the Run? Like, how many times have you listened to, you know, your episode Quadrophenia or Michael Versus and all those kind of records? But when you hear it again through somebody else's storytelling or somebody else's like that, 
the the records that were left or the eight tracks, those tangible memories, which is I think why we're all music fans to begin with absolutely you know what i mean and to listen to those episodes and then to hear why it means so much and to even either discover them or fall in love with them or to hear something new i think that's what's you know pretty fantastic about this podcast because it's not yeah yeah i will say one of my favorite episodes was the dmx one um because oh yeah dom I'll be honest with you, like, I was never a big DMX guy, and, like, the joke was always, like, and from Marissa's family was the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer version of that DMX did, and, you know, he always just barked and sounded all this stuff, but when Dom started talking about it, and then, like, meeting Dom, and, like, well, you know, as, as, as much as we could, because unfortunately he was going through, like, the Holland Tunnel and the worst Wi-Fi ever, um, we on the 90s, on the 90s yeah, podcast. Yeah, the 90s podcast. And yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he's such a cool guy. And then I'm 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 really excited about you know him doing hybrid theory because it's interesting from a you know a guy that is lived everywhere. You know, that was really cool. You hear about like where he was from and all these different places, and you know, for the most part, like Danny and I really never left Illinois, you know, and we're from a small town and we love our music and everything, but like the DMX thing was really cool because I just wasn't a fan of DMX. And then I listened to it, like the record after, because I, I do it I'm probably similar to Danny does it. Like I don't listen to the record. Like if I know the record, I know it, you know, but then I listen to the show and then I listen to the, the record after the show. And to me, that's like, it's like almost listening to it like a different set of ears, even though if I've heard Quadrophenia a hundred times, or animals a hundred times, like to to listen to the way that it's supposed to sound to somebody else, you know. Like I love Paul McCartney, but like and Wings and and Band of the Runs, one of my favorite records. But it was really cool, like to hear it that way. Um, and I think that's what makes the show really good. And I I think that I texted you that I'm like it's an it's it's a it's an itch that people like or you know it's one of those things that it's 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 a good it's like a good thing that came out of, of the, in the world that a bunch of I mean no, for I, most I agree. of us they have nothing to do with music we just love it you know and, like I can play I've tried but and some of those albums you know way outside my comfort zone D- DMX I mean. Past yeah. Rough Riders Anthem, I couldn't have named you another song. I, and you know, I didn't know what I mean. And, and so, you know, walking through that album with Dom, it was really cool to hear how, how he discovered it with his brother. And then also yeah, how that album filled the gap between, you know, after Biggie and Tupac, that void. That, that was one of the, uh, the hip hop artists yeah. that, that stepped up. And then in season two, talking with uh, Aaron Whitfield about Common, same thing. It was right. another branch yep. of hip-hop yep. and, and that level of poetry that i never would have listened to but it was fantastic to hear it in that context and i and i enjoy both albums yeah i, I thought i mean common b is like a, a record that i've really liked and so like i was excited to hear about it but like dmx i'm like whatever it was, it's it's whatever it was on mtv back in the day i didn't really care for it but i liked you know rap and i liked hip-hop and r&b but there was something about DMX that, it, but 
after you talk about it and all the different ways. And that's that's what's cool. And, I, and honestly, Steve, for season three, like, I will tell you this. Like, I'm pretty excited that you're doing Lord um, because that record was like, I, I, I've i talked about it in the past, about like, I got divorced and everything and all that and stuff. And that record, for some reason, like, helped me through my divorce. I don't know why. But Greenlight was a song the that... Green light. Yeah, I don't I know. know the, I know the album now. I've listened to it. Yeah, but I, I don't know what it was, that. but I was I, I was very excited about it, and like, you know, it helped me like get through any crap I had to go through, and then next thing I know, like six months later, I meet my future wife, and you know, my life is a lot better. I mean, I'm not fat and happy about it now. I, I <laughs> way fatter, music. way fatter. <laughs> Well, on that note, um, the Alabama Shakes episode is is a personal uh, favorite of mine. Uh, Demetrius Jamal uh, is is a close friend of mine. I've worked with him since the early two thousands, and I knew he's. We stopped doing the satellite engineer game with the government about right about the same time. He went in a different direction, and I knew he went doing the audio engineer career. And him and his wife, you know. They came to our wedding. You know, there was just, they were there. They were, they lived downtown Atlanta. We live out in the burbs. And I had no idea that he had gotten divorced and that that was going to be the soundtrack to his divorce. It was That's a very amazing. personal episode to him. Yeah. And I, I, I tried amazing. not to let it, you know, be known on that particular episode during editing that like, holy shit, man, you, you're, you're divorced. <laughs> I, I didn't know. Nobody knew they kept it quiet. And this was his, you know, almost final step of closure and, uh, it was a very, very well received episode, and a lot of people liked that one. Yeah, and that I, I will say that one was another one. Oh, that, that was great! Like, yeah, really yep. like heartfelt and like just a fantastic. I, like, I had never discussion. listened, never listened to that album before before the podcast, and I put it on. It's Steve, you emailed Al and I personally and and said, "Put your headphones on and listen to this one. It, it's it's got a lot going on," and I, I enjoyed it. Very much. Oh, another, Steve, another, you, another 2000s ooh. band that everyone should listen to. Yeah. 2010s, yeah. The, the 2010s. We'll put them in that. Her solo category. records. Her solo record is really good too. That woman just is soul. Ooh. Yep, she's Brittany yeah. Howard. But Steve, what you just mentioned there about you know you didn't know anything about her, you know so for Luke Bryce, anyone listening, you know Steve, Michael, and I grew up together. Michael and I are cousins. If anybody didn't know that, Michael's my older cousin by. A year you and tell. 40 days. We very similar. Yeah, we were. <laughs> but when you hear somebody's favorite record and what it means to them, and Michael and I have been talking music, I think, since we first uttered our Earth. first words about <laughs> and it, it. Yeah, because we've been talking about everything. But to hear him on Versus or to hear him on Zeppelin 3, Steve, to hear you talk about animals. You know, all that kind of stuff. And, and then to meet guys, you know, people, Bryce, Luke, what a record means to you. And then to listen to it again or rediscover it. Let's keep going back to it. It's just there's something about this podcast that is it's not appointment listening. Like, oh, my God, you're going to, you know, if you want to hear about five eighth notes and all that kind of stuff. And sure, who produced what. Right. right. But if you just want to hear about what a visceral feeling listen to a record is or what it means to you or what it has meant to you or what it continues to mean to you, 
divorce records, the first time you heard this, you know, Bryce, when you were talking about being the the cab of your dad's truck going to a monster mm. rally. That was deep. I, I enjoyed that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I've got a six-year-old son, and I'm thinking, what am I going to – what am I playing? What is yeah. he going to remember? That kind right. of stuff is just – yeah. What will influence somebody something. else along the way, and you don't even know you did it. It, right? t- it like, tugs on the heartstrings. Exactly. It tugs on exactly. the heartstrings for yeah. sure. Music yeah. is amazing, and that's what I love about it. That's what I love about the podcast. It brings you into this world of like memories for everybody. And no yep. matter the album, if you listen to the podcast, you can come back and you're like, oh, you know, I, I don't even know who these, these guys are. Like, there's a few you guys have mentioned tonight, and I'm like, I have no idea. But I'll go later and I'll listen to these. You're like, man, holy crap! It, like, that's that's cool, you know, and yeah. There's such a wide spectrum of, of ages that people have brought albums to the table, which I like, you know, whether, whether it's, you know, a six or seven year old listening to Eric Clapton or Band on the Run or Kiss, you know, those are like the, you know, the first things that they remember and it really, really clicks with them or, or the high school years where who am I? What, what is my musical, you know, identity or musical journey? You know, that's where you're going to get your Lauren Hill, your DMX, your, your Pearl Jam, Sunny Day Real Estate. Uh, but then there's also the 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 adult ones. We we mentioned uh, Alabama Shakes, uh, Bruce Springsteen, Nebraska was another one. Ooh. Preservation Hall yeah, jazz band for me. Uh, there's so many different. Um, I don't know the 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 album that clicks with people clicks for different reasons at different points in their life, and that's pretty amazing to me. Yes. Well, and what I think about it too, Steve, is that, and what a testament is to your platform and to this podcast is, it's a judgment-free zone. It's two friends talking about a record, or you know, whether we just met when the cameras, you know, the cameras, or the recording turned on, or whatever, or if you listen to the record or not. But it, do you like Adele? Do you like Phantom of the Opera? That was a great. Oh yeah, the Phantom Great episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. And but it's not like, oh well, you should have picked this obscure indie band. And it'll Michael. Sunny Day Real like, Estate. Sorry. That's the guy. That's the guy that's like, oh, I gotta pick the one. <laughs> I just got called out, didn't I? Luke, 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 Luke with the dagger. Hey, did, so, so, off the so turnbuckle with the chair. Going back to your your no judgment, <laughs> no judgment Man, comment. Oh my god! There is that I one weird ass song on that I album, really, though, Danny. I really didn't pick that record to be weird or off kilter. I, 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 I love that. I love Diary. Giving giving you a guff. Well, on Sunday Day Real Estate, oh. that was one that you know, having grown up right in that era with. You know all the Pearl Jam and Pumpkins and everything. I skipped right over Sunny Day Real Estate. I didn't hey, discover it until you. That would have been hard, Steve. I, I you have to kind of be like dig deep to kind of know. But I think and, and but I, it was great. I loved yeah. it. But yeah. I think I and I'll go back to you know listen to my episode. But I think it just hit in that time where I got the cassette, and then I first started listening to it when I got a I had a Walkman, and then I got my first car that had a cassette deck. And I started listening to it with the windows down, as we were talking about before. And then you yeah. start listening. So it, it wasn't necessarily like, and actually all of the like, oh, it's the emo and basis of all that stuff. I found out about way after. It was just one of those things that I loved and I love to listen to. 
and then like oh you like that it's cool like sure. no I think that you know, the al- and the album cover had the peoples on it, which Justin played with all the time. My brother Justin. That's the why little, yeah, the little peoples, yeah. The little peoples, like that alone was. There you go. <laughs> nice. And, and apparently, their reunion tour is doing quite well. So Good. they're going to be at Riot Fest here in Chicago you know. uh, next weekend. Yeah, I, I next think weekend. That was their drummer bourbon. liked one of my Instagram posts, so that's oh, that's I, that's I awesome. Nice. Was that- that was in the intro of Bryce's interview or Bryce's episode or Luke's. Uh, were you talking about the high water mark? Yeah, high water. I, I think it was Bryce's I, because you were Bryce's. talking about uh, uh, maybe a producer or something. Bryce had liked the Hall and Oates producer. Oh, the um, Hall and Oates. Yes, yes, um, yes. Had liked the tweet or something of yours, and then and then Steve said, "Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Will Will Goldsmith from Sunny Day Real Estate uh, liked this." Yeah, I've got it framed. It's on my uh, <laughs> nice. It's on my fridge. No, I'm kidding. But but I think that leads back to your to your previous statement. So um, would 2022 Danny, uh, if he had never heard uh, Diary, w- would he have that same response to the album? You know, um, I, I think it's right place at right time I, when it yeah, comes to to, totally. to that passion. Yes. I would say probably not as visceral and not as brought it together. But sure. I mentioned like uh, Death Heaven's Infinite Granite before about a record that came out at the same time, you know, within the last few years. And I think there's DNA between Diary and that record. Sure. There's sort of that, those same guitar tones, that undertone. Um, so, no, I don't think it would. Great point. I don't think it would impact me the same way. Sure. So I'm going to flip I that. Think it w- yeah. Because so animals for me was high school, and if I listened to animals for the first time today, I think it would have the same impact. However, my other one, Preservation Hall Jazz Band, you know that was adult Steve. Had I heard that album, that's a specific genre of music. You know, if I would listen to that when I was sixteen oh. or seventeen, I wouldn't have cared two shits about it sure well that that kind of brings up a good point and to luke's point is there a record that maybe you've heard or tried to listen to or whatever it is it's been on top of mind maybe you have to revisit it go back maybe it's not a record maybe it's a band yeah it's called okay computer in the last few years has resonated with you in a way that maybe it didn't before okay computer absolutely Hated okay, it at first, or I didn't hated resonate, it. I, and now you like it. Now. I, I talked about this on on Luke's uh, episode a bit, where right, right, right? Because I was a, such a big Pink Floyd fan, um, some of the guys in the garage they were like, "You you have to like Radiohead." You know, if you like Pink Floyd, you are required to like Radiohead. It's like, all right, all right, let, let's let, let's play it, let's hear it out, and yeah. it was just not. It it it, I, it didn't click with me, and and that had a lot to do with it. The the pressure of just you know you will listen. Hey Alan, hey nice. Al's here. Oh my gosh, you guys are still babbling on about nonsense. We are cares about. Is is that a rat tail hanging <laughs> over your your shoulder there? You gotta... No, it's his Ed Kowalski brain throwing copper. I thought I thought you were you were doing the Ed Kowalski too. This is my glass. This is all my right, glasses. Right. My my grandma glasses. So I don't cool, lose them. Cool points went down. I I thought you you had a rat tail going. Don't, don't, don't worry, yeah. Alan. We we all got the readers these days. We all we all have to now and then. You know, some of us went blind early. 
Yeah, I was like, I don't have a nice there computer every day. But so what else? Really quickly, we're going to bring Alan, but I will say Radiohead was late for me, as was okay. Tool, because I didn't, I love the Benz. But the Benz is computer, amazing. That, that, uh, that, it, but completely that, different than, than their, their modern just stuff. makes me exactly. think of Mike's support group. <laughs> yes, that, that was excellent. That, that I listened pop, to that, that after you. That YouTube you video was one of the funniest things it ever. Is. It's great. I've yep. ever but seen. I will say, but I will say that's the last record. That's where I checked out, and Michael can attest. He kept. You got to listen to these. You got to. And I'm but like, after, I don't. After after Luke's nothing, episode, and then I went it, back. Yeah. After Luke's episode of In Rainbows, I went back and listened to OK Computer. Um, I haven't gotten through Kid A yet, but I went back and listened to OK Computer, and I have a, a much higher appreciation for it now. But at the time, I, I was like, "This is this is Same. just nonsense to me." Steve, I will say you got to play Kid A and Amnesiac. Like, just they're pretty much like they were all made at the same time. Back to back. I will say this about me and my cousin Danny: we've been listening to music together forever. Mm-hmm. I am definitely more of like the progressive rock, experimental different guy and danny's definitely more of like the punk aspect like we've like dan there's a lot of punk bands that danny likes or punk type sounds that i'm like "Mm," he has to like pull me into it um and we've been i mean we've been talking about music like he said like since birth and there have been times like we disagree on like albums and artists and everything because like i like you know like I, I made Danny like get into Rushmore or like stealing Dan. I was like, he, I remember I got this exact text from him. He goes, are we fucking seriously listening to Steely Dan? And I'm like, <laughs> I go, yeah, but like, like good Steely Dan. Which I like, do now appreciate. Can't buy a thrill is amazing. But I just well, always think of Asia. like I hated Steve the Dan when I was Asia. Asia. I'm not an Asia fan. Can't buy a thrill though. I'd listen to that all day, every day. I I, 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 I hated more progressive, but that's just Danny and I. That's our dynamic has always been that way. He like I'm way more trippy type stuff, and he's just like let's play three chords and rock. If it sounds like well, I didn't. the replacements, um sort of being molested by um, <laughs> Kill em All by Metallica, I'm in. Yeah. And I'm more and like, yeah, give, me, you give me tools, Sorry. late stuff, with like the 35 minute like bass solo. You know, that's just how I am. What were you saying, Al? Uh, for for me, Steely Dan, I, I didn't get into them until probably I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago. They, they were always too slick for me. I I always liked something that was a little rougher. Thank you, Al. Thank you. A little raw, rawer, if that's a, more raw. Um, yeah. It's too slick for me. Even, and, and then Steve's not going to like this, but even the Eagles uh, were, were too slick for me uh, for the longest time. Steve's getting the gloves out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, we can get into the Eagles here because. Steve, do you want to get my wife in here for the Eagles? They, because they are uh, near, you know, they're near flawless. She will she will be here to fight for the Eagles. Uh, that was their first concert we ever went to. I mean, their last album was Hell Freezes Over. Nothing after that. So they had that Walmart release. No, 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 nothing after that. My old man. Just my like you too has had nothing after Octoon 
baby, you know, just Steve, I will say this. One of the funniest things ever was we went to the the show at the Eagle, went to the Eagle show at UI at the UC. And um my wife is there and she's not my wife at the time, but she's in there and she is dancing. She's the only person dancing in like the sec like the two hundred sections. She's like, why are all these? Because everybody's got bad knees. They can't. (laughs) I was like, because they're all in their sixties and seventies. I go, you're the youngest person here by like thirty years, besides me. As I saw the Eagles uh, right before the world ended, doing their Hotel California tour, and it was fantastic. Me, my brothers, and my dad all saw them here in Atlanta, and everybody sat and just. It, there, there wasn't much, you know, stand up, rock and dance. Not a lot of movement going on. Yeah, no, no, no. That's Here's how I met Tool. Best... That's because I take a lot of drugs when I go see Tool. Who is the best musician ever to play in the Eagles? Best musician? Joe Walsh. Joe, I was going to say Joe Walsh, right? I yeah. say Joe Walsh. Who do yeah. you say, Steve? Oh. Who's the that's, best? That's, that's, that's a very vague and difficult question because I, I like Al's Don, answer. Don I like, I like Bernie Leadon a lot in the early days. I like well, I didn't stuff. hear Al. Al, what was your answer? Don Felder. I said Don Felder. I mean, he wrote Hotel California. Hotel California. Music, so. One of the most underrated bass players, but, I will say. Yeah, but Ooh. Joe Walsh, man, well, he fucking is a pretty – one of the best guitar I, players. Well, from I'm the on record for Joe Walsh, but Joe, – Joe Walsh, well, Don Felder is the guitarist, though, just oh, I'm FYI. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Timothy B. Schmidt right. and then – Randy Meisner. Yeah. Meisner. Sorry. Randy Meisner. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, with Don Henley, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I mean, he when you say he musician, when you say music, musician, oh. I mean, there's there's an arrangement process. And and Bryce, maybe you can back me up on this. There's a lot more. And when you are the drummer of the rhythm section, you're you're, uh, I don't know. I I I really want to say Don Henley as far as the the because you said you didn't say guitarist, you said musician. So there's just a lot more to it. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not the best. Yeah, but nobody goes. Yeah. Oh man, the drumming your, that Don Henley did. Oh, who's your that's... favorite? Or who's your favorite? What What's your go to? Like, when you think of the Eagles, who's I guess who's your favorite member of the Eagles? Is that better? Well, Steve? on that, I'm gonna I would say, say Glenn, Joe Wall. Uh, no, I'm gonna say Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry, mm. easily. I I like his vocals and I like his early songs a lot. The, the Desperado is a fantastic album. Did he Part write? Did he do Tequila Sunrise? Is that him? Yeah, that's his vocals on that one. So I love that documentary, Steve. When um, History of the Eagles. Yeah, when uh, he was just like, I know I could sing, but we have Don fucking Henley here to sing, so we're gonna fucking have him sing. And I'm sorry, I'm swearing, but like that's what he said, you know, in the documentary. Like he goes, we have Don fucking Henley singing. There's so a why don't we have anybody there. else? There was a lot of talent in that band, and and when you have that much talent, and then over time egos, I mean, you're going to have an implosion. It's, it's, yeah, 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 for sure. We should. They uh, pretty much have always been a I'm, super group, right? I mean, you could call it that because I mean, you know, with the, the you know session musicians yeah. mixed in with some people from Poco and Flying Burrito Brothers, all bangled into one. Poco. Yeah. <laughs> 
but typically like the i think the classic rock definition is more uh when they come from super when they come from big groups though yeah i don't think oh, yeah, totally, totally. were in uh like led zeppelin then would have so, been a super i mean you know because they were oh, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah black country like, i would like uh, blind blind faith uh, or cream you know blind faith. yeah that's that's for blind sure, faith for sure. you're right that, yeah you're right yeah, yeah. you're right James Gang. I was gonna say if you're gonna if you're gonna scrutinize Eagles members, you should uh we should just scrutinize all the Steely Dan members that have played on albums. We, that'd be a whole podcast in itself. The problem is I can't name a Steely Dan members of Steely I just Dan, don't that's the only one. I was gonna I say, is Fagan the one who died? Isn't he died? And that's the only reason I know because he died. <laughs> is it he died? <laughs> Yeah, Becker, Walter dead. Becker's one. This, this guy here is dead. Donald Fagan's still alive, as far as I know. Unless it's the, it's the other guy, it's the other guy. the other guy out. Yeah. Well, there's like got me beat. Well, Al, since uh, since you're uh, should, uh, uh, they come to this, are there are there any episodes of, of Music Rewind that stand out to you that uh, you know maybe brought an album to your attention that you still listen to? Memorable moments. Well, I mean that's easy for for me. I mean I've said it a couple times that the animals one that that um, brought that back into my uh, view, my listening habits big time because I totally missed that album. I got lost in the shuffle of all the other albums I got. You know. Luke, have you bought the re-release yet? Um, it's out on? October seventh. Yes. Yep, it, it should be in the mail short there when it's released. I I, I I hit purchase the second one on their website. October seventh. So I got the SACD. I got the vinyl. I, when I heard dogs, holy crap! Yeah, that that was so beautiful. It was. Rick Wright has never sounded so good. Whoever remixed that should should get an award. It, it, I agree. And it's it different great. from the twenty eighteen remix. The 2018 remix was is what's coming out. So so yeah. they've uh, they've battled. So Gilmore and and Waters they have been what? battling for the last four years over liner notes. Wait a minute. So been, 2018 this have been released in 2018. It's already out. Uh, so the so is the it bootleg though? I saw on the record store it said 2018 remix, and I thought it was the new one, but I just read on the website that it said. October 7th is the official yeah. US release. And then it's like 24th is the UK release for the new. Uh, October is, is, okay. is when but like, the new. Well, what is the difference? I shouldn't say this that. September 16th question. is. Yeah, it, Google's it telling September me September 16th? 16th. Yeah, so it's next week. It's coming out next week. But but anyway, so 2018, if you go to the website, the, just, the hype sticker on, on the album, it, it's. Uh, <laughs> It's the 2018 mix because again, Gilmore and Waters are being little babies, and they were arguing over some minuscule liner note that meant nothing. So they've been been hoarding this beautiful masterpiece. No joke, I've listened to that Dogs remix 20 times. Is it, the, is it that good? I it, it is. It my is opinion, excellent. it is. My it opinion, is, it is really, really good. Yep. It, it, it just it, if, it if you are a space. fan of the original and you know dogs kind of by heart, yeah, then you'll notice all the little things. 
Yep. I can't wait to put it on the hi-fi. It's going to be everywhere. You, you, I love listening to music in a dark room, with no lights on at night. And I can say, there's the guitar, there's the drums, there's the bass guitar. Every, everything, it, it's, it's, a, it's just layer sandwich. I, I don't know. Amazing. Yes. It, it, I, I, I am so looking forward to that album. So Amazing. anyway. And, I, so, and yeah. I will say really quickly, since Al joined, we'd be remiss if we didn't say, He's the OG. He is. Who kicked, who started this whole thing with Steve. <laughs> Number one. Well, and Al, actually, actually I have a question. Here, I'll, I'll go with that. I, I have a question. No, no, no. I just meant episode one. So yeah. We, run, yeah. We've already talked about episode one, Al. So I, I, I did have a question for you about episode one, though. So, um, yeah. so Quadrophenia um, has recently surpassed Band on the Run um, <laughs> as far as downloads go. So I'd like to know, um, in your own words... Why you think my taste in music is better than yours? <laughs> well, okay. Well, when I first got on here, we were talking about Radiohead, so no. Um, that's. Um, wait, wait, wait. Let me get let me get updated numbers here. Which which episodes? You, you the so band on the run is Paul, that... Paul McCartney band on the run and the Who Quadrophenia. Hmm. I have overtaken you so and on the run is at 430 downloads and uh so but am i am i above both of them hey no listen i i five more downloads i'm gonna beat versus and dmx which are the next two what about you have nine more than than al luke yes hey steve Steve, where's diary Um, two i'm doing abbey road diary is two but here's why uh i'm doing abbey road and dark side of the moon there you go. Diary <laughs> got the crossover bump, though, Dan. Al. Diary got the crossover bump from the Cinema Decon podcast. No, Steve, I meant I, I thought I had two downloads, not no. second. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, Diary, didn't even li- my wife didn't even listen. <laughs> Diary did pretty well. And I, I really did enjoy that episode. So yeah, don't sell yourself short. But Thank hey, you, Danny, our moms listened to it. That's all it means. No, that's right. Your mom. Your didn't? mom might have. No, my <laughs> mom. <laughs> my mom and and Marissa's mom a thousand percent listened to like our episodes. They were the ones who are like, so what time does this thing start? How does it work? What do we gotta do? Do we just hit the thing or how does it work? Is, is I, told it my, I told my wife. Later? She said, "So, I so you wait. Your wife is a Jewish lady, like your mom, Mike." No, Christ. no, no. This was both the moms. This is both the moms. <laughs> oh, okay. Marissa's like, I walked out there to go get a beer, and it's a completely different apartment. Like, I don't know what the hell happened. She went to uh, Michael's and Target, and. I don't even recognize what the hell that, that apartment is right now. I have no idea what just happened. I'm only allowed to decorate this room. So, like. Uh, what a bang up job you did. By, by the way, yeah. uh, Animals is up to 1,060. That's amazing. So, it, so just, just throwing that I, out I, there. I don't think any. But, so, but Wilco's coming for you. Wil, Wilco was just released yeah. a month ago. They, Wilco's, you know, yeah. to be fair, he has his own podcast. So that's, sure. I mean, that's. Hey, we're That's, not making excuses. The Yankee Hotel Fox Tribe is an... And is just wait album. till Danny and I are on uh, his podcast talking about singles, which is the 30th anniversary. Oh, yeah. oh 30th man. Anniversary Se- this week. Seasons, seasons, is the best, seasons is the best Chris Cornell recording period. I'm going to say that one, too. Do you know what seasons I just heard today, Luke? So it's good. so funny that you said that. It's because Cameron Crowe was talking about it. I don't know if it was today or whatever. That was on the, the Sirius XM thing. Marissa Sirius told me about it. 
Yeah, that he recorded that song as a joke. Really? Yeah, it is because so he, beautiful. What? he didn't want to, he did he oh. didn't want to divulge because it's very personal. He didn't want to divulge his own like feelings or whatever. So he recorded that wow. and said, "Well, if you need it, you can put it on there." Best soundtrack really? ever. I, 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 it's up there for sure. Gar- Garden State's another best. one. But Seasons is one of the best Soundgarden songs. I, I agree. Cornell, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say it's one of his top performances. Luke, uh, the, the guy, the guy from uh, um, Soundtrack Your Life is going to have a Ryan, handful right? of Danny. Yeah, nice. he's gonna he's gonna have a handful with me and Danny. Like okay. I've been listen. listening to his I've been listening to his podcast, and it's kind of mellow. And I'm thinking the two of us are just gonna be like, we just love this record and it's so amazing. <laughs> Ryan's got it's a fun podcast hey. though, um, but the uh, uh, I, he's got some great episodes. I like the uh, he does soundtracks, so it's called Soundtrack Your Life, and and you talk about yeah. uh, movie soundtracks yeah, and the totally. movies associated. It's a great podcast. And he's got one for uh, Almost Famous, which is great. Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Empire yeah. Records, Airheads, some some really you know good musical movies. Yeah. Hey, Al, right? Yeah, and I, hey, uh, I just want to ask Luke, you, like, you should oh. do for sh- Oh. That's Is from that your mom. mom. I'm going to assume that's yep, your mom. that's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there Al. she is. I was wondering what that was. Al. There she really, is. <laughs> Al, really, Al, really quickly, I'm still yeah. in Luke's question. But we sort of all went around and said, what's a record or a band from, what was it, 2010 to 2000? We, we changed it to 2000. So, so t- 2000 last 20 years. to now, that's sort of a newer band that you're digging. Oh, our record maybe a newer came band? on the t- last in the last 20 years, and I I'm, I think yeah. I know the answer, Al. But I want to I want to hear what you say. Gorda Van Fleet. Uh, it, it, now, it, uh, can you no. can you can you include supergroups? Uh, yeah, I want to. Okay, uh, actually, th- that's, but that's can I, I circle you're back say, to Luke's question? Can I circle back to what was your first album that you did on Music Rewind? In Rainbows Luke. by Radiohead, which I will stand by and and defend. How many? How many? Um, how many downloads? How many downloads did you get on that one? Oh boy! No, it, hey, uh, hold up! I, I've got it up here. Uh, I didn't think we we're like pulling is it, is it? hands down. <laughs> Three hundred thirty-five. It, it, it's it's oh it's okay. And, and how many it's records have I done? Or how many rewinds have I done? <laughs> Well, if you one, add one, both, right? if you add both in rainbows and quadrophenia, then okay. I, I, I smoke well, you, man. I'll tell you what. For my here's what I'm going to do for my second music rewind, if Steve will allow it, of course. Um, I think I'm going to do Abbey Road, then Led Zeppelin four, and then Dark Side. How about are, are how about you are you say, three? Are you saying quadrophenia? You think I'll get enough views on that? <laughs> you think I'll get enough downloads? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone does have the wall though for season three. Nice. Oh, that's man. gonna be a deep episode oh. and a long one. Dude. So if season track, see, season three, just to, to give a, a glimpse, you've got we've got Master Puppets, we've got Nevermind. With by uh, the way, it's me and Danny's cousin doing Master of Puppets. So like now it's like three relatives. Nice. Involved. We say we we mentioned it. We got cranberries. Everybody else is doing it. Uh, why can't we? Lincoln Park, yeah. Hybrid Theory, um, The Wall, uh, Lord Melodrama, Tribe Called Quest, Midnight Marauders. That's gonna be a fun one. Um, 
the the Chicago blues historian doing Chicago the blues today. Chemical Romance, uh, Black Parade, Less Than Jake, Hello Rock View, Big Star number one. Uh, number That's one record from Big Star. I, I When you posted that, I had never heard of I like the and it. Oh, Big Star like really um, inspired. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the oh my god, the, the, Al, you say it because my brain is broken right now. But REM, REM, they nice. inspired um, uh, uh, Uncle Tupelo, which inspired Wilco. Wilco. Well, yeah. obviously Wilco, and there's a good all that. There's a good big star documentary out there, by the way. Um, yeah, one of the, those guys were going to be. Oh, they inspired the replacements. There's a song called El, Alex Chilton by the Replacements. He was a lead singer of. Uh, big star okay and if my cousin was here who loves yeah. the replacements um he would have mentioned that but steve there's so many good records that you guys are talking about i'm back and i've been listening. i know all right <laughs> i know yeah. you gotta go to the bathroom marissa's like sorry did you did you mute it i'm like well we'll find <laughs> out if he's and then um no, but of course you, but if you haven't heard is it uh, alex big star the the song from the replacements. Wasn't Alex Chilton the lead singer of the Box Tops? He was. That's Didn't where he, he sing that song, The Letter? The Letter. He did. Oh, okay. He, did. he was like 15 uh, years old or something. Yep. And that was his first yeah. sort of claim to fame. And then he started Big Star. And I, I think, Al, you were saying there was a documentary about him. Definitely check it out. Fantastic documentary. But then they... If you like the replacements, yeah. if you like any of that music, yeah. Big Star's huge. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah they, I, they seem to be that that myth, mythological, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda sort of band. Yep, sure. Like I, said, I think I've for never a lot of, of bands, I think when Al was saying about you know like influencing REM and all that, I think to today's generation or not today's generation, but a lot of bands that we like now, it's almost like um, the Velvet Underground. Many years ago, sure. like the not, yeah, they probably right, inspired of, more not, bands not than Soul Brothers. Bands yeah. better, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going for, Al. Thank you. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, that, that's exact. The Velvet Underground. That's a that's an exact. That's a, a great reference. Yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. 100%. I think the quote. I think the quote with him is like, "Not a lot of people heard him, but everyone who did started a band." And I think that's the, yeah, fair you know, Carries over to big. Fair yeah. enough. There you go. Yeah. So Al, 2000, and they, 2022. I don't, uh, I, I, I don't I, even I know the stuff. I don't know. I know, I know the answer. What's my answer? You, I don't know. What's my answer? Your answer, your answer is them crooked vultures. Oh, we saw, uh, I well, saw them live. Is that too they, were, oh, they were awesome. So awesome. I would love that. They were. That's the super group, right? I saw them at, I yes. saw them at the Aragon. How could they With not be? John, John Paul what, Jones, Dave John, Grohl, yeah. and and Steve, uh, or not Steve, Josh, Josh, Josh I'm looking Josh at you, Steve, Hunley. when I'm talking. We, to you. I, I will say this: like I saw him at the Aragon in Chicago, and we were like, the, like the like the fifth row. And um, my buddy Matt, who's my roommate at the time, he's like Danny, so he's like six four, and he was standing in front of me, and he's like, "Do you want to see him?" I'm like, well, I can. I'm the short little man, but. I jump and see Dave Grohl drum, and just to see John Paul Jones play the bass. Oh, I I, I hate to say this, but like Josh Homme, 
He's a great guitar player. He's a good singer. But like to see those two legends play at the, the same section. time. Yep. Like it, and John Paul Jones. It's fucking Led Zeppelin, man. That's John Paul Jones. It's yep. John Paul Jones. Did they like and did they was drumming or did they like? Open? No, that was it. They they only played by themselves. Like that was it. They that was after Lollapalooza, right, Mike? Yeah, and we. Yeah, I don't know how. I can't remember how my buddy got the tickets and went to the Aragon and like we snuck like we kind of did like if you go to like certain places in Chicago like if you go down different ways you can kind of sneak through and man it would so awesome the rumor is that they're supposed to be making like another record they so. play, they played at Taylor's uh tribute I was concert. just gonna say yeah but did they that's yeah. awesome and it uh, Josh homie kind of got me too there for a minute so I don't I don't know if that kind of stalled things but um Oh, okay. I, I, I think they're they're. I don't know. I don't follow the social media. Yeah, he had, for music rewind. Neither do I. I don't have social media. I just uh, I heard that through. Yeah. Uh, I think I heard it through uh, the Ten Club. So that's my only form of social media. Oh, really? The, the the forum on the Ten Club, which gets pretty toxic. So that's the, the I, reason uh, I avoid thirty thousand of you. I know that Josh has had. Um, wasn't he like and dating the, the lead the, singer from the Distillers? That, that, that that's how he, they were married. They were married. Yeah, they have kids together. Yeah, she was married to the guy from Rancid for a while when they were like, when she was like right. a kid. It was a whole thing. Yep. Josh, like I said, thirty thousand for a few. Josh has had, yeah. from what I know, dependency issues. Then when he got what you were saying, Luke, about like me too or whatever. Apparently, there was a photographer in the front row of one of their shows. And he took offense to it, and he kicked the camera. Or and it was a female photographer, and he got very aggressive with her. And there's that. And then um, not, also not right, wrong, or indifferent, but yeah. Brody, his ex-wife's uh, oh, new new yeah. boyfriend. He, he apparently he almost shoved him over a, a second store balcony. So which is funny because balcony. like the guy from the um, I remember the guy from Rancid wanted to kill. Josh, Tim Armstrong. Josh. There you go. Tim Armstrong yeah. is the guy. From and the uh, guy. apparently, apparently, I honestly, that's a I, the two records that came out like in the early two thousands, the Distillers, great women punk sure. songs. Sorry, yep. I loved. I thought their records. Well, let's do no need to apologize. How about talking about great um, female fronted quote unquote punk? Michael, you know where I'm going with this. Can we talk about Hole? For a minute, oh, Luke, I did. we didn't talk about it. You didn't talk about Hole in the Nineties either. If we if we I had, I would have edited. Yeah. I would have edited it all out. Dan, oh. Danny, I think you mentioned it in passing. I think you you said something along the lines of Hole. Uh, it, it, I I think you said it was one of your favorite Criminally albums of the Nineties. Live through. I I was the one who I think could talk about Hole. Okay, I, 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 I am I am not live a fan. Through this, live through this is criminally underrated. That's a that is one of the best records from the '90s, and she, I know Kurt wrote it, and then she killed him. And he didn't stop it. Stop it. <laughs> it Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan. That documentary it, is so ridiculous; it's unbelievable. Al, you're right. Billy played on it. He did not write anything on it. The Billy Corgan. Well, allegedly. Now, oh, spe- speaking oh. of, so, so uh, if we want to get into books, so um, come on, oh, great book. So that's uh, a great book. Yes, and I'm just now finding out that Courtney was good friends with Michael Sipe, and and yes. he really helped her through that whole yeah. 
so, ordeal. Luke, so, Luke, I have that somewhere. I'm looking. I, I it might. I, it I stole that from you. But, it, like it, but it doesn't have. It doesn't have. The, it's the uh, without the added chapters okay. up above. So yes. it was written before before he died, and then there's a book called like Heaven something. Like I won't be able to find it, but he pretty much a lot of what is written in there is Kurt's own mythology. Like maybe he wasn't living under a bridge. You know, maybe his dad wasn't that terrible to him. All that kind of maybe sure. he's just stuff. A good but that is one of the first. I read that book over and over and yeah. over again. And I, I've had so this much, since I've had this since I was a kid. So much that the spine broke, and I had electrical. There tape you on go. It. Nice. So, yeah. Anyway. Hey, just the the little spot on for season three. Daniel Prokop is going to be doing the uh, Nirvana Nevermind album. You might have heard of it. Nice. It's a record that came out in the nineties. You know what? And I will say, I, I have to I give like Luke better. I have to, oh. Al. I'm with you. I like some. I like no. I, I, I like I in utero better. I love in utero as well. Francis uh, Farmer. Luke, no. Luke I have to. I have to give you credit because I was not no, going to do. Ne- no, I do. <laughs> for your, your gloves are off. I, I should not have quadru- out like that. For your quadrophenia <laughs> episode, not that I was listening over Al's episodes because I didn't want to throw off the algorithm. Skew the, skew the numbers, yes. One episode. Right. But I was listening to that, and I, I think I actually texted Michael and Steve at the same time, like listening to how you were talking about it. I was always wary of doing Nevermind. Sure. Because, you know, who doesn't like Starbucks? Who yep. doesn't? Yeah. And who, who hasn't talked like, about Yeah. Yep. And what else could you add to it? And not yeah. that, you know, quadrophenia or anything of that is that's, the same nature. That's, but listening yeah. to your own, I'm like, what is the only thing that I'm not adding to it or the only reason I'm not talking about it is because of my own fear. Not Now, not saying... I can add anything to the conversation or anything new to it. Personal experience is what you why can not? add. That's and we talked about that earlier. That's the same with me and Abbey Road. I, that's the same with Personal me and Personal experience, Al. Tell your story. I, when you talk about it, tell what you feel. Tell tell your yeah. experience with it. That That's what yeah. makes this podcast so I agree. I, I, and I even talked exactly. about Nevermind. Exactly. I even talked about Nevermind during Versus. Like, because without Nevermind, you know, there isn't the... Seattle sound and all that stuff and sure and it's not but, like I mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't being made it just it brought attention to Seattle it brought attention to but I think like, what, what I'm bring and Soundgarden to it, and everything but I'm I'm gonna divorce all of that you know divorce you know all of that hyperbole and everything from it like Luke was saying or like Al when you're talking about Abbey Road talk about that a little bit more like when you first heard it, what it means to you, because it's not Abbey Road when you hear it, just like it wasn't Nevermind. It's not, you know, my I, my eight-year-old buying Nirvana t-shirts at Target. <laughs> you know, I would, I would love right to, if, if you're serious, I would love to do that album with you because yeah. your experience hearing Abbey Road the first time is going to be completely different than me hearing it because I heard it in pieces on classic rock radio for years before I heard the album in full. Exactly. And, and, and I hate to say, 
I hate to say it, but that it didn't ruin it for me. It is still my favorite Beatles album. Uh, it it kind You're of wrong, but I'm so <laughs> it is my favorite. My I, favorite I do as well. Love that album. Steve, I'm on I'm on Team Abbey Road. Whereas Quadrophenia, I mean, well, outside of the real me and Love Rain Over Me, I hadn't heard any of those songs. That was yeah, almost like think a about first it. time listen. What do you? But like to out if I wanted to do Abbey Road, you think about something like the Beatles. The Beatles have almost like they're canon. It's almost like Christmas carols. Even if you never listened to the Beatles before, but so is Led Zeppelin, so is Pink Floyd. No, so what I'm saying, but no, the so Beatles are like they're commercials. You know, no, 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 no. So what I'm saying is that would be amazing to hear someone's personal experience about yeah. hearing Abbey Road, like we've been Maybe talking I'll about. Maybe just do finger. No, no, no. That's another. But what I'm one. saying is. You know, for the last two hours or whatever, is what brought you into that record. And then everyone knows, quote unquote, the Beatles or Abbey Road, but does anyone know it through your eyes? They do does not. anyone know it through your perspective? But, Has anyone I'll be heard it as through the your There you go. Yes. Uh, I don't want to. You don't want to be the Paul McCartney <laughs> dude? Paul McCartney guy. Come on. Steve, we can bring my old man in here and let him talk about best Rush. bread. For like bread, no. uh, <laughs> yeah. force him to talk about Rush. He, he honestly, if my dad would Rush. come oh, in, just... he'd probably come in and talk about the Beatles, and he would like be like, uh, "The Beatles won." That's the uh... speaking of another fantastic thing. One. You talking about your your dad's pranks with Rush? That was hilarious. <laughs> I, I I don't yeah, I don't use the great. term laugh out loud often, but. I laughed out loud to that. Hey, Alexa, That's I how he is. Rush. <laughs> I wish. I. It was so funny because, like, my dad's usually not. And then, oh, Danny, when he comes back in the test, like, the old man, my old man is like not like a guy who's like really pranky, unless he like <laughs> thinks it out for a bit. And when he did that with the bread, because him and I have been fighting about bread for years, and. And I know he hates these bands, and so I always play them. I honestly, my wife and I, like when we talk about like Tom Petty, he legit I, threw me off when he was like, "That Tom Petty's a piece of shit," and I'm like, "Tom Petty, go, the guy died." I go, and he's made great music. He goes, well, you and, he lo- good- and you said your dad loves the Wilburys, but he hates. And Tom he said Petty. he's only good in the Wilburys. I'm like, <laughs> yes. I was like, the Wilburys, like the worst Tom Petty shit. And I think to, I think whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, hey, hey, the, the I, I like the Wilburys, but to be honest, we all know that like Tom Petty has better songs from just. The However, Wilburys. I will say if there's one Wilburys member where you're like, well, I don't like his solo stuff. Would you say Tom Roy Petty's Arbison. not at the top of your? I yeah, was like, my dad would say, yeah. Well, solo stuff. I mean, J- Jeff Lynn doesn't really have a solo career yeah, to the height sure? of the no, rest no, of the guys. But, 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 but I mean, if you're like, oh, yeah, low is a different story. But a solo career. But yeah. I mean, if you're like, oh, Wilburys. I'm. Like a, I'm also a Tom Petty. Back to the super group. I'm a Tom Petty. But you're not going to be like, so. oh, I, I love Tom. I I love Tom. But I like the Wilburys. Yep. Right. So it's I, hard to. T- it's hard to. But t- my dad, like, I know my dad never liked the never liked Bob Dylan. So like I knew right it's away Bob I'm like, well, it, but, like Bob but Bob doesn't like sing enough. But he likes Neil Young. But he loves Neil Young. <laughs> loves Neil Young, and he loves Frank Zappa, and he loves <laughs> freaking you know Leon Russell, 
<laughs> You're like, Elton John. wait a second. Elton John, he loves John. Elton, he loves Elton John. Like, the, my dad, we took him to the show in like the end of 2019 because that was supposed to be the end of the tour. And you would have thought I brought my dad to like the end of the rainbow. Like, you know, like my life is over. This is great. Oh, maybe I got the to end of the yellow brick road. Yes. And then he got the gamble yeah, before the, there, Danny. Because it was right, it was right by the casino in Rosemont. Mike, so you need to get gamble. you need to get your dad on a podcast and like delve into this more. Let Steve. Oh, drill I, I don't know why. Man, what do you think, Yo, man? You think he would talk? I've got a story about the first time I met Mike's dad. Yeah, which <laughs> I mean, first time he uh, why he likes each yeah. each band would be uh, right. I mean, fun oh to hear. boy. And why not this group, Facebook but why this group? <laughs> Here's what really grinds my gears. <laughs> I don't like the guy's mustache. He's more AM. Like, he remember, is... he had the Zeppelin He had the Zeppelin cassette box set, but he didn't I, I even like about... Led Zeppelin. Yeah, no, you I... talked about it on three. doesn't even like Led Zeppelin. Because my dad, and this is not even a joke, and um, if my brother ever listens to this, he'll love it because he goes, Listens to it. It's live, sweetie. Dad bought. Well, eventually, I think this will be a podcast, right? Um, uh, he goes. He goes. Dad bought. I'm going through Dad's CDs collection. He goes. He's got a bunch of bullshit in here, and I don't even know why. And he goes. There's like Britney Spears and like all this and Christina Aguilera. And he goes. Greatest. Well, hit. the greatest hits. They're the greatest hits. And I was like. What? He goes, well, if they're greatest hits, they gotta be good. I'm like, that doesn't mean like it's fucking music's good. <laughs> I'm like, just because it says greatest hits, and that and my that's dad still that's gets somebody the catalog. Else's opinion. <laughs> right. My old man still gets the catalog and gets the CDs through the mail. Nice. Because uh, I didn't know they did that anymore. That's yes, awesome. I don't know. Wow. I, I saw it and I go, How are you doing this? And he goes, now see, I still buy CDs. I, I I'm on team analog, like I said. Uh, but well, I do These are people... actually CDs behind me. Nice. Yeah. See, Bandcamp is he... amazing. You can buy the 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 CD, you can buy the vinyl, yeah. but you also get the digital download in yeah. Wave or Flack or whatever. So Bandcamp yeah, yeah. is the way to go. Anyone listening? Bandcamp is saving musicians, man. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. Bandcamp is great. Oh, Bryce, you could talk about that. Is it really? I have like, I have. Uh, I'm actually. I'm not on it. I'm not on Bandcamp. I say that. Oh. I'm not on Bandcamp. Do it. I'll buy your album. I'll buy your songs. I really, I really need to, honestly. I really do. On top of Bandcamp Fridays, Bandcamp Fridays, they do it every That's first Friday of the month. You, the artist gets the full the, the proceeds. Really? Jason Isbell always pushes it all the time. Like, Wait, hold um, on. Al, Al brings up a good point. What were you saying? Bryce, does it cost musicians to be on there or? Or can you just get on? Uh, if I remember right, when I started looking into it in 2019 before the pandemic with my old band, it was a very low cost to be on it at that time. And I, I kind of started working on it with that band. And then that band went away. So I stopped. But throughout the pandemic, it was like, a, hey, we're waiving our shares this month. So it might be a monthly fee or something. Um, but it's one of those things like people know the people that know about Bandcamp, especially like listeners or other musicians that support other musicians as they actually nice, dude. familiar with it. I'll, I'll be honest. Good they, stuff uh, right there. They really push. This guy's a, um, this guy's a professional. He's good. Well, I will awesome. say like, well, I will say like Luke said, wow, they look have, at that. I thought it was every Friday, but it might be one Friday a month. One, one Friday a month. Yep. And, and they started that. 100% the... of the proceeds go. Yep. 
but here's the, the deal. artists e- even when it's not the the band camp friday i think the artists still get 90 percent or 85 percent somewhere around it's, there so I don't know, that's, and that's why i, I said that why like, right. you keep a lot yeah. more than streaming services right yeah like, yep yep streaming services pay you nothing they pay but you band nothing. camp is a streaming service too so once you've purchased that right. album you can stream yeah. it if you don't have access to your physical media you can buy the physical media for not much more than just the the digital and you get the flack download so how awesome it, it, i i just think that that like yeah. you said saving music Save, yeah. saving I, will music. Say, really I will say especially during you know the last couple of years i went to Bandcamp and i bought t-shirts cassettes yep yeah. exactly t-shirts you, are there yeah you know oh, whatever somebody be like oh we're doing a one-off of the done yep you know exactly yeah. uh death what, for cutie did a nice? covers album did a covers album. It, it was all all for benefiting a, a cancer a, institute or something like that. So it's another um, band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. you can run so many great things through Bandcamp. That's one of the things I need to get on. Like, thankfully, season is slowing down do now. I, I'm working on it. Yeah, I have do a lot yes, on schedule for winter, and that is one of them. Um, I'll the throw you some money. Night. Yeah, from, from what I've yeah, heard, Bryce, I, I, I'm not trying to stroke any egos here, but I, I'm digging what, what you're putting out there. So. Sweet, yeah. man. I'm glad Keep to do that. Yeah. Keep Thank it you. Definitely. You can go to my website and you can get downloads there. That is one thing. Okay. You can. Well, and that, that's, what, that's what Steve through. just, yes. Yeah, yeah, Bryce7music.com. Nice. There you go. I've, not, yeah, I've not been to your website, so I will I will throw some money your way. Yeah, I, please do. Please go artists. check it out. Um, you got to get your band to tour out there to the Illinois Valley. Do it. Yeah, yes. that's, I mean, Here honestly, actually, this summer, this summer we're working on a tour. We're trying. It's very difficult, but... I have started to make connections that I hadn't made recently. Um, so I started a new project called Bryce Evans and the Black Cats. That whole thing has kind of like started this mind of its own. Um, I got with this one bass player. He's fantastic. Uh, and he just is kind of hooked into local music scene. He knows people. He runs security at a couple clubs. Um, he's really, you know, he's one of those like social butterfly people. And I'm not that by any means. Like, that's not what I'm good at. Right. I stuck myself in a room for 21 years and I tried to learn how to play a six string. So yeah, that group, like he, he's great. And, um, he has kind of given me a lot of different roads and outlets to go. So like next Thursday, I'm opening for shiny ribs who I'd never heard of. So kind of like music rewind, right? Like this job is giving me this whole, like, who am I opening for? I've never heard of you one time. And then I go check out their Spotify and it's like, Oh, uh, you have 146,000 monthly listeners and a tour bus and uh, like 14,000 Instagram followers and Bryce, thousands where is, of... Bryce, where is that show? What that is, is it? and how can we get tickets? Uh, the Moxie Theater in Greeley, Colorado. All of my tickets are on my website. So click on my website. How close is that to Aspen? Aspen. Um, I've got family out there. That's that's, that's what I'm like, asking. If I, if I go if I go visit them, can I can I make it to your concert in a reasonable distance? Probably yeah, when, not. And Aspen is, is like four hours from me, and that shows an hour from me. So right. be Colorado, like Colorado is the size of Peoria. Everything's like thirty minutes from each other. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. She lives down. Yeah, she lives down in the valley. My cousin lives how about, in the valley. So how about Pueblo, Bryce? Is it close? Oh, to Pueblo? that's that's a good eight hours. Like, yeah, that's there you go. That's All close. right. Colorado's so, do you know my Let's one just, friend? Just throw out cities in Colorado. Yeah. 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 I feel like my mother. Loveland. No, I'm just saying. Loveland. Like, Ooh, yeah. I like, lived in Loveland once. Loveland's pretty close. 
So yeah, about like that. All this I'm going this, to Loveland the first week of October. Oh really? Okay, cool. Well, I actually have is a show. Is there any like, shows around there? Oh uh, yes, there is. I know there is. See, like I have so many shows coming up. I'm like, dude, I don't even know. Right okay. now. This um, guy, um, Mick Jagger. No, that's awesome. Yeah, amazing. This is uh, awesome. Yep, I love it. Let's dude. hear it. Oh, hang yeah, on. We've got, no, we got Greeley, on. Colorado. We've got Loveland, Greeley. Yeah, Dan, I was going to say, like, Carly. Somebody said Pueblo. For sure. I asked. He said, we're nine hours away. So let's see. Um, actually, October 8th. Uh, oh, that's a solo show. The only show I really have in October for this so far that's public is uh, the 29th of October. So that's towards the end of the month. But. Are you going to wear a costume, Yeah, I have to. Yeah, that's a really high-paying show. Like, that's how I make my living, right? Um, it's awesome. And I'm good enough to push for a lot of money. So well, I do. Plug it. Hey. Excellent. Yeah. 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 Where is yeah. it? Where is it? How can that we one is a KOA Campgrounds in Fort Collins. Uh, they have this, like, yearly, monthly things. And this what one's just going to be the big Halloween show. So that'll be a cool. A Danny, cool. Fort Collins from uh, Pueblo is... Uh, I think it's like four hours. It's a ways, dude. It's yeah, because Fort Collins is an hour north of Denver. Thereabouts. No idea. With the, without and traffic. Pueblo is no like two hours south. Or, well, her, uh, Danny's sister lives in Pueblo. It's a good drive. If you wanted yeah. to do it. I, I just know because I, I, used, state, to audit, right? I used to audit uh, a company in Fort Collins, and we used to always fly to Denver. Where's all that? Like, like Colorado Springs. Right, same distance, right? Mm -hmm. Just about an hour. Yeah, got it. Carl like an hour south. So basically, what we're saying is, we we might all all make the the trip out there. Yeah, do it, man, do it. Yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, so, so or we have to make, or we have to facilitate a. No. What I need uh, you guys to do is, I need you guys no. to find bars and send me bars and venues that I can try to book into. And I well, that's what I was gonna say. Facilitate. I was like, Bryce is too bad. You, I didn't know you last year. Facilitate places in Illinois. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Last year, my wife and I in Denver. Michael and I are in the Chicagoland area. Yeah. I'm in Peoria. So Luke's in Peoria. I have a few fans of Pennsylvania. And this one guy was like, dude, you need to play this this blues fest. So I I got a hold of the guy and he's like, Yeah, man, I'll check your stuff out. So I'm waiting to hear back on that guy. But this shiny ribs thing is pretty sweet because it's like a I mean, that was kind of a literally I got noticed last night. I woke up this morning to a text message. It was like, oh, yeah, it's like 1230 at night. And my bass player was like, yeah, we got that show. So that's awesome, cool. Um, but it's just like, you know, more and more work. So hopefully next summer I'll have a whole bunch of touring shows throughout the country. But it takes time. So it's awesome. Yeah. Man. yeah. You got anything when new? When you, you get to the Grammys, remember out? where you started. You know, yeah, right. Yeah, well, I'll just come back on to Music Rewind all the time. You guys yeah. are seeing here constantly. Luke or Bryce, you had mentioned before you had, were working on some new stuff. You got new singles coming out or anything like that? Yeah, so um, Sin's and a Good Man's we, Brother. And where can we find them? Sure. So Sin's a Good Man's Brother, which Steve has been nice enough to use for season three for the intro. Um, so that's like an old Grand Funk Railroad song, right? And 
I thought it could have been so much more, so I tried to do my best with it. Um, so you can find that on my website. So all my music is on my website, BryceEvansMusic.com right there. Um, you can download it. If you sign up for my mailing list, you'll get the newest episode. That may be like, or the, sorry, newest episode, newest song. <laughs> you get the newest song. Uh, and then basically like when you sign up, you'll get that. And then almost every other song that I release, I will send to you if you're part of my mailing list. It's kind of part of the whole, the deal of the thing. I'm in, I am working on two different projects. One right now I have, um, so Sins of Good Man's Brother came out on the second. It's got over 5,000 plays, I think, last I looked within a week. Nice. So that's been pretty good. And then um, the next single will be coming up as soon as I can get a Pro Tools iLock USB to unlock my Pro Tools so I can finish the mix, <laughs> which should be soon. So that'll be in about nice. six weeks. Once that happens, then I'm going to start working on a three-song EP, which is when I'm going to get into Bandcamp. Um, I'm going to like release one on the streaming platforms and for my mailing list members, but then the other two you'll have to go buy and pay for depending on how the next release goes and how shows and touring goes, I may put together like a finalized copy of a CD and then put that on Bandcamp and my website to buy. Um, so just go check out the website, join the mailing list. It's probably- I just did it. I, I, I already got a copy awesome. of Grindstone. I got Thank a copy you, of yeah. I hope you but like I, it. Hey, yeah. I, no, I, I listened to it. I listened to it on YouTube after your episode. I, I oh, thought sweet. it was, was fantastic. That was one oh, I heard, so. I will put it on my I'll put it on my iPod classic here. Yeah, that's oh, what's yeah, up. Oh. Yes. It's like an 8 track, man. I love it. No, no, th th this is this is a Frankenstein's monster. So, uh, there's a guy on Etsy, Pirate Petey, I believe is the name. He takes the the guts of these old classics and he ups them to gigabytes of storage and um you can store high-res music on on and, on and where is that that's what i was where always at, those? etsy etsy etsy, etsy okay. luke yep. luke we need to talk about this after Let, let's do it pirate yeah. pd he's he's the coolest dude I, i've ordered multiple ipods from him because this is my go-to um again it's high-res because it, it's no longer protected by apple you Whatever know they, they, they don't put that lock on it so he, he takes that luke off luke is luke is like pono for that's right this is a Pono player for sure. That this is what Pirate PD does for the iPod is is what Neil Young does for Pono. Read, which read, you're, read his you're... read his book. It was um, if you want to hear about trains and uh, there you go. Speaking uh, of books, I'm going to get back to books. So have you guys read this? Uh, I can't see it. A devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other. It's it's Shannon Hoon's biography. Holy crap! This is the best book you will ever read. Please go get it. Blind I didn't Mellon. even know it was out. I love blind it's melon. been out for, I'm for a, I'm a blind melon for years, but what I'm saying is this right here is the best biography I've ever read. It's so cool how the, the author, uh, Greg Prado, I don't know if you can read that down there. So anyway, he's, he's yeah. done stone temple pilots. He, he was big in the grunge scene. So, um, but what he's, what's up? Wait, 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 wait to interrupt <laughs> for one moment, one terabyte iPod classics, 400 bucks. There you go. Oh well, if you if you have Luke's awesome. money, no, no, no. I, I just I, have this with the cloud on it. I'm just saying. But but four hundred dollars is a lot for me to pay for something. <laughs> that's that's a lot of money. <laughs> I'm in on that though. I'm really. I, you know, Luke. I will say this: I spent <laughs> thousands and thousands of dollars on CDs. I hold up, twenty. Hold I have thirty-five hundred CDs. I have probably five hundred records. It's. I I think the music industry got my money. 
I've got, I've got a, I think I've got a thousand, I've got a thousand CDs and I'd say 500 records. And speaking of Al, I promised you in the classic rock. No, don't even, you're not going to send the, I've got an Al pile. Hold on. No, 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 no. I've got an Al pile. I'm going to show everyone what I've got going. Oh boy. Alleged second copy of Coda that I'm supposed to get two years ago. (laughs) Two years ago. It's nice I left the Elvis, the Elvis scarf Sacramento the... two years ago. <laughs> He's got it next to the Elvis scarf. Yeah. Did he this already bust that in, out? This is a work in progress. So, so <laughs> all right. This is the album I, I promised you. The, the, this is the one that I promised you. So, um, two years ago. If, yeah. If you know, it, it, how long has Music <laughs> Rewind been? been it's about not a year. year. Okay. It's about so I, I, and how long ago was Classic Rock Roundtable? I'd say two years ago. That was like five half years a year. ago. Yeah. Half a year. So, but look at how cool this is. So someone in, P- in Pekin, Illinois has clipped a newspaper article onto the album. So, is that from the Peoria Journal Star? Yes. Th- this is, so, so what this is. That degrades is, the um, value. No, 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 it doesn't because this is a promo. I, I, I haven't looked up on Discogs yet, but I think this, this right here is going to be worth something. So I've also got for you this, this amazing copy of uh, Bruce oh, Springsteen Live. It's a five-disc album. Oh, yeah. You, so uh, there, there's Alf. Brothers in Arms, come on. Who doesn't yeah. love it? I got yeah. myself a, a MoFi copy. Not on vinyl. What? You know you how this goes on vinyl. They they um it's digital, they mix that yes, down yes, on yes. digital and then they re okay. put it on vo- analog, which sounds like crap. <laughs> Jay Giles live. Right. I had that. I traded it back in. Okay, <laughs> I have that record right over here. <laughs> Doobie Brothers live. Come on, come on. Uh, no. Yes, I love the Doobie Brothers, but that okay. How much money you send me? Oh, Al Luke. David, no, 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 no. Al, Al and I have been vinyl buddies. Who is that? Okay. Oh, David Lee. David Live. Yes. Oh, David Live. This is Bowie. This is Bowie. Who's Come on. David Lee? No, oh, wait. It looked like oh, I thought it was Bowie. Come on. Okay. Yeah, the way you had it, I thought it said David Lee. So, oh, yeah, that's what? right. Don't you, don't you think that should have been Bowie Live? Yeah. yeah. Does it make more David. sense? No, D- David Bowie is David. I mean, when you say David, you you think David Bowie, right? No, I think you have no. to say Bowie. All right, Bowie live. And David then Jones. here here is the best of all. So this is another band from Pekin, Illinois. That's not the Brett. Good Times. No. The Good Times from from Pekin, Illinois. I know. They, who, who, who's the band members? Uh, like hold up, Cro, hold up. Crow Carroll, Jim Carroll, or Crow Carroll is was he in there? Jackie Wilcox, Bill Wilcox, Bill Lonis, and Kurt Milk Milkwright. No, so the good is. times from Pekin, Illinois, recorded in Pekin, Illinois, at Anna or fourteen twenty three Anna Drive. They, they so, went on to form. Al, this couldn't be yours. Was that wooden? That wasn't wooden nickel. Was <laughs> that, that wasn't recorded. Was that before? Nickel? Was that before or after the high school uh, uh, mascot? <laughs> oh. I, it was it was definitely before the, the, this was uh, this was back in those days. Yeah. Or was that around? Uh, there's a time? there's a was Johnny B. Good. What's up? Hmm? Nothing. There's not a Grand Wizard from Pekin, Illinois. 
But anyway, I'm so glad I don't Al, know what you're talking about. There. I, I I do have an Al pile going. On we can talk about it after. This is we're, yeah, we're not we're yeah. not talking yeah. about Pekin's old mascot. Ah, gotcha. Yikes! So anyway, there's a there's a band like uh, honestly, but from where the Illinois Valley, Dan, uh, the Buck Acre, they got Buck a couple Acre? vinyl records. If you like the Eagles, if you like the you Eagles, guys want to hear. Uh, you want to hear my you like Steve story real quick? Yes, we do. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, so absolutely, Al. It's it's not much of it, like a story story, but I I was seeing those guys play at VFW halls, um, uh, American Legion outposts before they they broke big. Nice. It was like I was just going into i mean these little halls was like two three hundred people maybe at the most and at the time i was kind of not really into that heavy rock scene the people that are i was hanging out with were so i'm just going along but then you know of course was was gary with in, what in happened that group? were they playing that type of metal at the vfw yeah yeah they were already doing the whole um, really scene, yeah. Wow! It was um, so there was a band called Taxi War Dance. Luke, do you remember yes. Taxi yep. War Dance? Okay, and that, that's so, why I asked if, if Gary was in that group that was going to see him with you because I, I I know Gary was. No, he was. Yeah, he was. Um, he it was, was before, he was really into the. Yeah, I, yep. Before I knew Gary, but then there was gotcha. also um, this band called Rebels Without Applause. And um, Clever. I actually liked that band better than Mudvayne at the time, but they, I don't think anything it, ever became of them. Every VFW, MTV Music Award. Every VFW that I've been affiliated with has been like, I don't know, grumpy old men that would not allow that inside their VFW. So I'm, yeah, I'm surprised. It was, it was pretty amazing seeing them around um, Pekin, Peoria. Uh, Creve Core, those type areas, and in, in, in those little bitty places, and the amount of people that they drew at the time. But you know, who we, we, call it Creve, we call it Creve Tucky. Tucky. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what's amazing about like I always think about like Mudvayne, and then I think about Slipknot, like Slipknot's from like Iowa, Iowa. you know, Iowa and, City. Yeah, and, and I want to say yeah. that they were at one or two of those shows because they, oh, they would sure. like. Because they would like come over and then they'd go over there. Because it's, I mean, that's pretty close. Iowa City, right to Peoria. Yeah, I mean, two, how do you three hours? Nine guys into a yeah, I'd, I'd say less than that, two hours. Yeah, you know, and I, uh, and I don't specifically remember Slipknot, but I almost think that they did play a couple shows with those guys right around that same. I just time. remember when that I was in sense. college, when I was in college, and Budvane won. I think like best video or something like the the MTV Music Awards, and they had the uh, the bullet like uh, makeup. It looked like a bullet that was shot through their head, and it was like bleeding down. And they won it, and they're just like, I, first time I saw them, I was like, who are these fucking guys? And then they were yeah, like, exactly. all right, we're from like middle of Illinois, you know, like middle and fucking like. And then I found out that the Slipknot guys are from Iowa, and I was like. What could have happened to you that you start making this music and just be so angry? <laughs> like, I'm yeah, like, there was a small metal scene at the time. 
But then Corey Taylor comes out with, I'm looking at you through the glass. Oh. Don't know how much time has passed. I don't, I don't ever want to talk sour. about his solo and yes. so sour as so, garbage. So, so you've got, it, it, it's what? complete duality there. Yes. I'm sorry. Stone uh, sour came out. I, is good, I, it blew my mind that that was the guy from stuff. Slipknot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's my and, opinion about it, but... And he, he, and, he and Dave Grohl are, are good buddies. I know he was on the... Uh, am I echoing here? Someone's echoing you. That's me. Yes. Probably me. Sorry. Damn. So, but, but yeah, uh, Sound City. Corey Taylor. That, that, the song you did for Sound City was, was absolutely amazing. Yes. You get that. Yes. No, he's a good singer. I'm, yes. I'm not saying that, but it's like... It's kind of like Kiss when they did a mask. Actually, like, I said duality. Kiss sucks anyways, but then, then like they, they did me a mask, and it made it be well, more. Kiss doesn't suck. So, Sorry. When it comes to Stone Sour for me, right? Like, um, it's one of their newer albums, and everybody loves. Uh, I think the name of the album is House of Golden Bones. House of Golden Bones, two thousand twelve, and everybody loved Absolute Zero. Ah, right. Could care less. I hate that freaking song. It's horrible. The rest of that album is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. The Travelers Part 1 that leads right into Tired and then RU486 and then right out of there into My Name is Alan. There's so many awesome tracks on a lot of like I find with Stone Sour and with Seether as well. Everybody falls in love with these A- you know, A-side tracks that get tons of radio play and that's what everybody buys their tickets for. But the true fans go back and they like dig through the rest of the stuff. That's probably the way with every album, right? The true fans will find those gems that are hidden in the in the the dust of the forgotten yeah. songs that they wrote 20 years ago or whatever. It's like, yeah, that's that is the band, right? And Stone yeah, Sour. There's nothing better than finding that B side that's just fantastic that that you love and nobody else really Absolutely. Cares about. Yeah. That's vinyl. I mean, vinyl's perfect for that. I mean, that's that's like one of my one of my things. You know, finding that track that you love but nobody else really cared about. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, guys. Well, I am. Uh, uh, sorry. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> Danny, I think you got some audio. Danny, you sound like a monster. What happened? What happened? Darth Vader. You're a monster. Oh. He... <laughs> I'm not. Do you have, I do you have wireless okay. Have they died? <laughs> You need to plug them back in. Look at this. This is this is analog. This, this came free with my iPhone. The iPhone SE, by the way. Analog. These are wireless, and it's fine. It's those damn iPods. <laughs> it's the iPod. This is this it's is AirPods, the feedback. AirPods, whatever the yeah. hell they call those. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So I got to get out of here, guys. I um, my bass player's called me three times now about a show that we played a few weeks ago, and now the owner wants us John, to play it. John at whistle. So I am out of here, but I will Thanks see you guys for, later. Thanks for joining, Bryce. Absolutely. Yeah, Thank you guys for having me. I'm we'll signed out, man. I did, you better be yeah, Luke, uh I wanted to tell you that I did actually realize that my settings were wrong. So you got a copy of Grindstone. I sent you a copy of uh, nice. um, Sins of Good Man's Brother. So that should be in your email. And I will awesome. fix that for anybody that signs up. If any of you guys sign up tonight, I'll fix that for you tomorrow. And I will send you Do a new copy. So. I, I, I'm All really right, excited, man. I, I wish you luck. Yeah, thank you, man. Take care, I'll, man. Uh, I'll be listening to more episodes. Hopefully, I'll hear more of you guys. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Later. Peace. See ya. Yeah, we're, we're probably not not too long from wrapping this up ourselves. About to hit the three hour mark.
I, I thought you said the 90s was four hours. We've still got another hour. It was four and a half. Yeah, yeah. and, and Al, Al is, is West Coast time. So, I mean, he, he's the night is young. The, the night is young. Chicken. We've got so much more to talk about. Technically, technically, I could take mm. my headphones out and go to bed. You guys can keep talking for as long as you want. Yeah. There you go. He just wakes up I tomorrow almost... morning and just has to hit stop real quick. I'm the only real professional almost... working on the East Coast. There you go. I've had my I almost three-year-olds for six hours, and I'm all wore out. <laughs> I will say it's very interesting to hear the difference between like, um, like a younger person uh talking about like the bands that like we knew and um like i and you know and i just there's a lot of stuff that came out after like 94 that i'm just like yeah you know i bought the cd and like it was it sounded close enough to like stuff that you know that we liked and then looking back at it and i'm like oh man like there's no way that I want to hear this ever again. Um, it examples. just it, examples. Shine down. Well, like I, I, I enjoy shine down. I, I'm not going to no. say that they're in my top 100. Creed, but I like enjoy Creed, it. like Creed. And, sure. Well, let me let me throw uh, this. There's another like, one. Like, they're top like, 200 probably, but but I'm, I'm going to throw out Filter. All right. I love Filter hey, as well. Hey, hey, hey man, nice shot was was a great song, this. but then. Look at this. Yeah, I, I hate that CD too, but you, you go past that, that single that and it's not with the shit. I just yeah. bought these last week, so I, I, <laughs> I've had them. No, I bought them last week. You could, I, honestly, Luke, if you want some CDs, you discogs. Tell me you so, buy I got I, this for a dollar. No, no, no. I got this for a month. Danny and I will just give them to you. We'll ship them to you. I think I saw Filter at the Heart of Illinois Fair with like 20 other people. I saw the lead singer from Filter. He opened up for. Garbage uh, about three years, two, three years ago. And I went but, with Danny's sister and her husband. And the guy was like, I'm sober and this is great. And I'm like, Asterisk, just man, I shot and shut the right. fuck up. Like, I, I don't know what it's anything but after Luke, 95, Luke, 96. You cannot, Luke, you yes. cannot honestly say that something you listen to front to back and you love, like, they're underrated. You you want a band that I think is underrated? No, 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 no. He's asking about you're nervous. nervous. Oh, because I have a lot of records where I'm like, oh, I like those songs or whatever. I I enjoyed Filters singles, so I thought I'd explore their deeper discography. Okay. And here's the other thing. So okay. I've recently no, 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 Luke. You're you're Luke, just ask me. I'll give you, I got tons what of do you shit think about those records? That you can have forever. Okay, I'm gonna say this production wise is absolute shit. <laughs> So uh, I, I've recently purchased a, a CD player that has an amazing DAC. Um, for those of you listening that don't know what that is, it's a digital audio converter. And so here's my, my two cents for the night. I love vinyl, but this DAC on my CD player freaking rocks. I, all of my CDs here, I've got a thousand of them. They have got new life. The, the DAC on the CD player is amazing. Filter sucks balls exactly it's not a good band. so uh, i i i enjoyed the, the, i enjoyed their singles but say but, hey yes. do you have this cd me or danny you. say hey do you have this cd we'll ship it to you just okay if it's garbage but, but we'll again a, a buck so, so if, you, if you look if you look here 
The CD falls. <laughs> the the, the, the <laughs> is brilliant. So I oh, they it, don't even have the fucking. I I it, it, I mean, like I said, I I bought it because I was like, I'm bored. I'm on Discogs. Um, I I enjoy this single. Let's let's give it a shot. It's a dollar, you know. I will honestly and, think. I think, or will honestly say, I think they got a lot of because of, what is it? Hey man, nice shot. And and here's the other thing. He was in Nine Inch Nails touring band before right. he, he formed Filter. Right. So so that's what I liked about it. I love Nine Inch Nine Inch Nails is top ten for me. I it, 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 band wise, I I, I absolutely I love. I keep hearing a lot of top tens. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm starting. No no. no I said top two hundred for for yeah. who was the last band we talked about? Creed Creed yes. Fil- Filter's top three hundred. So <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I, Nine Inch no. Nails is top ten for sure. Yeah. Nine Inch Nails is top ten. Period. I will say that the Hey Man, Nice Shot single came out like ninety four. Yeah, I, I think that that sounds. And accurate. there was a lot of. Um, it was like ninety six. Gray this came out ninety five. Gray area about whether or not short that bus. was about um, short bus, which it, is very PC these days. Yeah. There you go. Right, he's not going to get canceled for that, right? Hey, man, nice shot was in that that buzzworthy. Re- they played it a lot on on MTV. And, and I Danny, that, that Danny is me. making a point about I, why. I remember there was why. sort of that. Is this about Cobain? No, is it, not? It, it, was about dic- it was about a. It was about a dictator. Or was that? It was a, a dictator. That, that no, no, no. There was a. Can you say that? He's a congressman. We can't say no. We can't say dictator anymore. Bleep that out. <laughs> there was a but it was. But it was. It was about. It was. No, about there was a congressperson who was. he went to retire. If you want to cheat, look it up. There was a congressperson who was going to retire. Okay. Like in the seventies or something, he he held a pr- uh, press conference. Maybe a mayor, congressperson, senator. And then he held the press conference and he got up there and he, I called everybody here today and then he blew his head off. Maybe in Ohio. Okay. Somebody wants to look it up and it's a kind of famous. I'm I've got blanking, it. I'm but but it, it was, fa- it was famous enough for him to write about. Well, obviously that's pretty impactful. However, anyway, Luke, there's a lot of records like that. You know what I mean? Like, and, oh, and I'm getting we wasted. And Danny and I stole money from BMG and Columbia House to help you out with that. Like, we have. I'm getting. I'm getting bored. So that's, much that's... stuff that we could just like we could just give it to you. I'm getting bored. I'm so I, I, right. I'm getting bored with music. So what I'm doing is I'm revisiting the past and I'm saying I liked the single. Let's try the entire album. And and that's probably why well, I have a thousand. And, and what I was saying is that back in the '90s, I was sucked in by I liked that single that I heard on MTV. Own your I bought the yeah, I bought the album, I bought the CD, yeah. and like the the rest of the songs sound nothing like this one track. Sure, you know, it, I'm, I'm I am bored with this album, <laughs> and and then a couple years later, take a picture comes out. It's like people are like I oh, this, the, this, this, this doesn't sound like filters. Like actually, it does. Sure. It sounds like the rest right. of that first album. I, I felt like the, the the music snob being able to even say that because I had that first album. What was the single that was on uh, the Spawn soundtrack? Oh, oh the Spawn, Spawn. Yes, it was on. It was Whoa. on it, uh, Spawn at the time. Was it? Was my brother really... had that. My brother yeah. had the album. You, uh, Luke, you're 38. 
30, yep, I'm almost 38. Yep. Yeah. So I honestly Danny, think those are Danny, the only two songs age, I know so like, from Filter J- is my my little brother. I remember. I think Justin had that Spawn record, and I was just like, because he. I remember when I was in college. Can't you trip like I? Yes, I loved that song. With the Crystal Method. Yes, Crystal Method that's, was an excellent band at the time too. I, yes. I do like that song. Yeah. Yes. So that's, do you guys remember? Is that like in the era of like stabbing westward? Yeah, stabbing westward was 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 huge oh, back then. That was remember that was yeah. the late nineties when we were in college. Dude. Yeah, there's, there's a know, silver Justin, chair, silver chair song kept, on this soundtrack. Justin, how about the guys? You know, that's the thing we didn't talk about in the nineties thing. I always loved that silver chair. Always said we never heard Nirvana or anything, and they came out with this record that sounded like the, even the video looked like Kurt. And remember, it was like 95 when that record came out. Oh, he and, had the long... Yeah, those guys were yeah, like 16, 15 years old when that... Yeah, and he goes, we that. never heard of that because we're from Australia. We have no idea. They were like a battle of the bands or something, was it? Wasn't that the... Yeah. But they out? said that. You I remember, remember they said, they're like, we they make a record our music. deal because they... Sure. Yeah. I need but, to listen to this soundtrack. There's a, a Tom Morello and the Prodigy song, One Man Army. There you go. See, so was Tom, Is Tom gone? singing? I, I don't know. It just says Tom Morello, comma, the prodigy. I'm curious, to say the least. The best thing about Tom so, Morello's new record is that he has other people singing it. Another reason. That leads into another Simon and Garfunkel. Recent, yes. Another recent Discogs purchase. So I got this for 20 bucks on Discogs. It's got all of their studio albums in, in one. Like Jack Rasky, Danny. This is... So I, I already own all of these on On cassette? I no, this, it's 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 CD. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching Jack Brasky like open up his like. I I think CDs. I think we no, all, all have my to recent, recent purchases are over here for so. the next. For the Luke, next so, live. Do you Luke, have this? You let me know the next time you're in Spring Valley. I'll just bring you right to my dad's house. My parents. Luke needs his own. CDs. You right. need your own YouTube you channel where you just you unbox you unbox all the used CDs you've got from Discogs. You go, you go, you go see, you go see the old man. So another and one. You'll just be like, "Oh, I got this." So Radiohead. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, so I'm like, I, this I, is these are the B sides to Hail to the Thief. Yeah, I'm sure you Michael guys can meet that. up at Blue Jay Way. I have that on swap. I have that on like <laughs> that. That was from actually a lot of that's from like OK Computer and uh, Five Bucks Discogs. I love Discogs. Yeah. Discogs is like Bandcamp for me. I I just I I I think we're saving yeah. things from the landfill. I just laugh. I'm I feel like talking to Dan, Danny. Dan, I swear, guys, it feels like Jack Brasky right here. You get a beard <laughs> on you. And... <laughs> I love it. Uh, Luke, Jackson, what I was doing was the Elvis scarf. Five bucks. Nope, Elvis scarf is still here. So, um, the the dude that I was talking to at Graceland, uh, he just kind of fell off. So, you guys know any Elvis fans that are looking for a stage worn signed scarf? Let me know. Well. Set the stage for everyone watching still. What is the Elvis scarf? How did you get it? Okay. And what is it? My mom's sister uh, back in college. You want me to get it? It, 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 might, it might as well go yeah. for it. All right. It's we need a visual. A minute. They need it, a visual. It, it's, a, it's in a safe. I, it, it, I've got a fire. It's okay. Safe, we'll talk about you while you're gone. Okay. I'll be back. Should we have like a DNA test done? That like it actually, actually the, there's sweat. makeup on it. The, there, there's yeah. there's brown and blue. Sweat. So it, it, it might be. Are you trying to insinuate that the king of rock and roll wore makeup? 
Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, 100%. So, so apparently when they wheeled this fat ass up there, apparently I'm sure what he did, he, he would wipe his face or wipe his neck and then throw it to a, a hot girl in the, in the yeah, crowd. Yeah, it was stick. So, it was just yeah. stick. But but when he's wiping his face, you know, he's getting some of that mascara. He's getting some of the, that yeah. that makeup on there. So yes, dinner rock and roll I was. was, be, I, was I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, could it be something that my aunt had on her hand? Yes. I, I'm not trying to say that it was directly from the king's face, but you know, it, it, it is. It could have been. So I'm gonna go grab it. Go for it. Okay. Let's see it. You know, that's one thing we never talked about was the king of rock and roll, the Elvis. That's never been talked about. I mean, the Beatles haven't been talked we, about yet. We, we well, you know? we didn't talk about I've the never we brought it up on the show pretty, uh, on because the, we don't have a Beatles episode yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, but we on, on our on our classic ones. rock roundtable, we talked about kind of the origins of classic rock and where. Yeah, what is classic that, rock? And because because you know, for someone like me, I grew up thinking classic rock was pretty much you know sixties to nineties. You know, that's what WLRZ told me it was, and right. And that's that's you know still kind of the way I feel. Whereas everything prior to the '60s is kind of your golden oldies. That's like the and, '90s. What was that but, station that used to be in the air in the area like '96.5 or something? Hundred point nine was that WLRZ? No, that was yeah, that was the classic rock station. But there was a channel was. that would always play like um, Elvis and like. There was an oldie station, yeah. Yeah, it was that uh, oldie station, and and like when we were kids, it was the oldie station. Yeah, at Christmas time they would play that Jingle Bells, Barking Dogs one, <laughs> like nonstop. Yeah. But that, yeah, I don't think Elvis is like you know you you never hear Elvis on like he, up in Chicago, on uh, even on XRT or. That's a really good point. I don't know the last time I've just heard a Elvis song. On the radio, Elvis yeah. Station on XM. I mean, wow. yeah, great. it's fun to listen to, but you definitely don't hear it on you know classic vinyl on XM. Yeah, no, that's all right. So, so just just for for the massive massive size of one of these things. So, if you can see this, he was a big man. You're so. gonna get all your makeup on it, Luke. It's gonna so towards, towards the end. end. My makeup's coming off, but this is massive. <laughs> this, this is a huge scarf. That is oh. a big scarf. <laughs> Where's his autograph? Autograph is... Yep, I've got it backwards. Oh. Can you see it? Elvis Presley. There's that. And then I, let me see if I can find some of the makeup. So th th there are clear blue and brown streaks on this thing. So, But, but anyway, like I said... He said blue. Has you been... Has, like, has, you said brown streaks. Blue eyeshadow? Is blue eyeshadow? I don't know. Yeah. What was, that was I, probably I, from the... Old lady sitting next to your aunt. Or something. It, it could have been my, my my aunt was very young at the time, so she, she's since passed away. But um, that, is that's the why autograph like is at least the autograph verified. I I talked to the dude um, at Graceland, and he said this is authentic. He looked at the stitches, so apparently the stitching on these things. Holy doubt, shit. Doubtfully, you can see this, but he said yes, this is authentic, and I knew it was because I have the ticket stub. My aunt told me the story. My grandpa had this framed in his house since I was a baby. So I, I awesome. this is real. So um, like I said, chills. Like, if, 
if you know anyone who wants this, it, it, it holds value to me. You know, it probably that sells there, pretty but... well now because that movie. Yeah, is the, out. the movie just and came then out. Now it's now it's on uh, HBO Max. So, so any anyone listening, hey, it's I, worth what this. two three grand, right? That's what he said. Yep, he he, he the the guy from Graceland who who again told me he would sell it and and he did not. But that's not a big deal. He he authenticated it. I've got the emails proving it. Um, he said, I have the exact one. The, what he was waiting on, apparently there is a book coming out on the champagne concert alone. So apparently this, the champagne concert was so grand that some guy is writing a book on the concert itself. Not, not the tour, the concert. So wow, this came from, but, from the champagne. You know, champagne I would say this, concert. Luke, like two, three I saw the ticket stub not- too. Two or three grand's like not enough to sell it in my mind. That is a new turntable. I, I, Al, yeah, but it's not like it's not life changing, but it's also not life changing. You could have it forever. That's a lot of dollar filter CDs. That's how I feel. That, that, that is a uh, uh, brand new turntable for me. So, which, which has more value to me than this because again, the story is cool. Yeah, but like you have that story and you have all that stuff. Like I don't know. That's how I feel about it. But sure. you know, I'm only I'm only one man thinking about that. That you're right. I would, and I may regret two, it. Two, three grand. If somebody told me like I have a Decemberist like signed vinyl, and if someone goes, oh, two, three grand, I'm like, what's a fucking Decemberist? Nobody gives a shit. I love the Decemberist, by the way. December. Right, but it's not. Or... But it's not Elvis. You know sure. what I mean? You're right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. And you have a story by your aunt and your, yep, you know, all right. that stuff. That's, are, that's a little different. I will me. say that brings up a good $200,000. Then, yeah, then we're like, sure. oh, have you, have get you guys seen the out of you're right. House. You're right. You're right. You're right. Have you guys seen the market for like uh concert t-shirts and stuff? It, that's stupid. Yes. I, on Etsy, I, I looked for a who, t- like an original who t-shirt. It was in the thousands. Insane for, for a, have, an like, original 1960s who t-shirt. I have, you know, like a Nirvana incesticide t-shirt that I bought at the mall. Hundreds, if not thousands, right? $1,500. There you go. And it's craziness, isn't it? Concert Pearl Jam, you know, that kind of stuff. My wife's like, sell them. Sell them now. Yep. Sell them now. I'm like, I don't. I don't. Wait, even dead. Let, so, since we're all here, let's get into the 10 Club. So, I have every 10 Club t shirt that has ever been offered. And those are stupid money. So so let's say 30 really? 40 bucks a piece. Oh, I I've didn't got, know that you could I've got like 20 of them. Oh, yeah. So so times what what's 20 times well I didn't I didn't know that or can you really yeah. sell them? I didn't know that. On the I fan know. club. So so people are saying like uh 30 bucks for the night or the two thousand when did they start giving the t-shirts? The I'm analog, the original black with the I'm analog on it. You know, that yeah, that's going for 30, 40 bucks. But oh. Six, yep, I, I think 06. Yep, because that's when yeah. I joined. I think the, the first year I joined was when they were first starting to, to get yeah, because the, they the didn't give out so. those out back in the no. early 2000s. That was nope, yeah, I, I joined in 2006. Uh, so but the fan um, club started way, way before. Oh, yeah, first it, 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 started, yeah it, was, it started in 91, right? Danny and I have been in since the late 90s. Michael and I actually, uh, we were sitting, we had a card table, or my grandparents had a card table in their back room and we no. were listening to the 10 on a cassette or on a little boom box and we unraveled the liner notes sure and it said p.o box or whatever al so is one of the OGs. I, 
Alice and I wrote our things down, and then our cousins were around the table. They said, hey, do you guys want to join too? And they said, no, that's stupid. So that was like 93? Al gave me one of the original Christmas singles. He he, When we worked together, he he came in one day, and he's like, Luke, I know you're a Pearl Jam fan. Here you go. He gave me one of the original. No, that's awesome. (laughs) Nice. There you go. That is that is. So I'm trying to find. Uh, I so this one here is Pearl Jam from somewhere early '90s. You could only get a ticket in Chicago if you were with. It was '95 Soldier Field. '95 was it '95? And there's a whole story about that. Al Al gave me the original recording for that for that before before they did the re-release through through the. what are they calling it on the when they release a new uh, live album vault. every year? Vault, vault yes. Vault. Vault, Al, Al gave me the original yeah. vault for Soldier Field. He he had that on on CD. He came again, on came into work one day. I got, got so many yeah. surprises from this dude. Al is a stand up gentleman. He he would just come in and say, "Hey, Luke, here's this uh, here's this Soldier Field recording," and it, it was stellar for, for oh. what it was. The original no, Soldier it's, Field. Oh, it's actually one of the best. Oh, I gotta get that from you. Yeah, you don't mind. That was my first uh, ever program show. There you go. I've only got it on the brother, re-release um, and terrible legs. My wife's older brother. Remember, uh, Jason was the one who had it. Like he got it from Champagne. Yeah, I think and it was we, like we had five dollars. It was like yeah, it was like ridiculous for like two discs set and we had it on tape forever nice and then... it was expensive back then yeah oh, yeah i think it was like i want to say it was like 40 bucks back back then but i figured you know i was there might as well get it it oh. wasn't like because i remember like but, oh you ever i to get a bootleg it's crazy and then i went and saw um uh, what was it called? Monkey Ranch Radio, right? They did the Monkey yeah. Ranch Radio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yep. There you go. And then, and then I went and saw um, the Almond Brothers in Rockford. I was living in Rockford at the time, and oh, walk out of the show, and they're like, "Hey, would you like the concert?" It's like twenty bucks. Do you want to hear? We just like high speed burners. There you We're go. gonna Hell burn yeah. CDs. I'm like, wait, what? This was like, you know, this is like 2002. I'm like, Fuck. That's amazing. It, it really is like, for the time. Yeah, I was like, I'm like 100. I'm like, how much does it cost? They're like, oh, it's like 20 bucks. I'm like, Threw it out. Yep. And I had that like Almond Brothers concert from On the Waterfront Festival in Rockford, Illinois, and I can't tell you the last time I listened to it, but the fact that I was there, and then that like started because we used to just do the bootleg, the bootlegs that. But if you bet- had to know somebody in college that would get it, because it had to be college towns that had it. Like, yeah, my wife's brother, who is six years older than me and Danny, used to take us to Pearl Jam shows. And then, I mean, my wife is 10 years younger than me. So, like, the gap is crazy. Um, and he would take us and he would, like, bring us to all these shows, like, like God, don't worry about it. I'll get it. I'll find it in Champagne, and like next thing you know, we have it a cassette. Like, this even there you go. See, I, I've got I've got an Atlanta um, bootleg. the ninety four yep. show or three ninety four. Yep, yeah. and and they recently, 
they released that as a vault recently as well. But I've I've got the the original. I've got the cassette. Like, there you go. That was the one that was on Dissident, and then yes. Dissident. Yep. Yeah, that, and you had to try to was, find. You the had to buy of all of the. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. You guys are yeah. damn weird being able to just identify. <laughs> yes, this shit. shit, we're just taking <laughs> over about Pearl Jam. Yeah. Like, yeah, here's he wrote a song once. Oh yeah, that was uh champagne. That was like in '94. It was a Tuesday. It was rainy. Speaking of, if any of you have a 2003 champagne poster, I will buy it off of you for an Elvis. Oh, you know what? I never scarf. bought that. Because <laughs> my brother a, and I, I just my brother was so excited just to go. Eddie Vedder. Yes, I, I have that one as well. My dad and I went to that concert together, so I I I was admiring that from afar. Chicago posters. Same. That, I, I've got uh, another one I went to. I was at Moline when they did No Code. I did oh, not fuck. get that poster. It was sold out. You want to talk about an ex-wife? She said, "I can't. We I can't go because we can't afford it." And so Danny's like, "Oh, I guess we can't go." And then they played fucking No Code, no code. and I'm like, back. "And it was it was stellar. They they did an awesome." I think that's so. how I think that's how the divorce actually proceeded. Started, <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> that's awesome. They played no because I was supposed to go to right, Milwaukee. And they, play, they played fucking uh, Yield. Yield or Riot Act or the next night, yeah, it? Minnesota, right? Yeah, in Milwaukee. Yep, because it was oh, it was Milwaukee. That, it was okay, far. it was Yield, right? In Milwaukee, yeah, it was Yield. Okay, and I, 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 thought, remember... I thought it was Minnesota for some. Minnesota was probably the next night. That, that's and I and I texted you with the Vikings like, on the on the poster. I think it's time to get divorced. Well, no, Maybe I miss- will say, I will say what, <laughs> if we're doing this, what tipped uh, the straw was she cut up all your old Pearl Jam concert t-shirts and sewed them into a uh, blanket. Did you get the blanket at least? Did, did you, are you no, I don't have a blanket. Uh, I will say though, I did I have see, an old quilt like that. Nice. I did. Yeah, but I will say this though. And he didn't get the blanket, Al. See? Oh. I will say this. I did see them play 10 in nice. Philadelphia. I, I, I think I remember you doing that in the versus or, or maybe Led Zeppelin. Episode. My brother and I were like, there's no way they're going to play it. And he played it and I was like, holy shit. Like people were losing their fucking minds. But Seriously. That's, we, that's a whole, we could just have like a whole Pearl Jam podcast that Steve could just like, you know, cut out as a whole, like a whole thing. Yeah, like we could, page. we could. Uh, you want to listen to three assholes talk about Pearl Jam? Um, <laughs> here it is. This is uh, part four of Pearl Jam. I, well, I, I, I definitely. Oh, well, Luke dropped off. But it, it, it is getting close to time to 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 wrap this up, though. Yes, it's almost one a.m. for me. Thank you, Steve. Oh. Uh, uh, but yeah, go ahead and uh, I guess say your goodbyes to our <laughs> streaming guests here. I will. I'll do it right away. Um, I'm. This podcast is awesome. I'm looking forward to season three. I'm looking forward to like Nevermind and Master of Puppets and Revolving the Satellites and all these guys that are like, especially like the people that are going to be in there and talk about these sh- these albums that I've been friends with forever and relatives. So. To hear like Tommy Jepson talk about uh, recovering the satellites is going to be awesome. Uh, I have nothing to share except Beguile again. 
I had some beguiles tonight. So uh, I appreciate it that I'm here. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for joining, Mike. Uh, Steve, I'll just say, thanks for having us. I think uh, this live broadcast, this live, whatever we want to call it, was just a testament to Music Rewind, both seasons, the third season, just music fans talking about music. And I know we've said it numerous times, but, you know, do you think you've heard an album, but you've never heard the album through somebody else's ears? There you go. You've never seen it or experienced it through somebody else's eyes. And that's the beauty of the podcast. So I hope everyone goes back and listens to the first two seasons. I know there are great things in store for season three and beyond. And it's been a, just a pleasure talking to everybody. So thanks again for having me, Steve. Thanks for joining. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. The, the, the stories behind it are what make this this podcast. So keep listening. Um, I also want to say go ahead and download the Quadrophenia episode so that we can smear <laughs> um, <laughs> verses and DMX. It's hot. What about Let's Up on 3? Where are we at? What about Steve? Diary? Band on the run. And Band on the run. No, no. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I think Quadrophenia is number four. Five or six. So it, it, it verses and and DMX are, are next. You guys are, are getting smeared within the next. I'm gonna guess two weeks. Quadrophenia's up there, but you, you got live rust in there, man. Live yep. rust. Li- live rust and and Yankee Hotel Foxtrot are the next to be after that. Luke, I'm telling Danny and I are telling everybody about uh, Pearl Jam verses when we're yeah. All on, right, on the well, tour. So. We're going to get all those Pearl Jam weirdos. <laughs> yeah. The most fascinating to... thing about the numbers is that Pearl Jam and DMX are... They, they have always been neck to neck. They're it's identical. Like one week it's this, yep. one week it's this, one week it's this one. It's really neat. It really yeah. is. It, it's a battle. The, the, the originals. The original battle. Would you say they're versus? They are. They are very oh. versus. <laughs> got all the puns tonight, Danny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Al oh. got physically sick when I made that. Yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good one to leave on for sure. There you go. <laughs> no, I, I, I'd like. I just like to say thanks to Steve and Music Rewind um, for you know bringing us all together and, and just letting us talk about music. I mean, it's fun to geek out with people who appreciate music as much as you do. So, uh, yeah, thank, thanks, and it was good, uh, great talking to. To you, all you guys. Agreed. Yeah, thanks you guys for being supporters of the show. And, you know, I know you've listened to all the episodes and, you know, huge contributors from the get-go. So I, I really do appreciate that. Uh, to anybody listening out there, we have a Patreon. By all means, help out if you can. Uh, there's a couple other ways to support the show. You can buy some Gotham cigars. They're excellent. Please do. Uh, we our other sponsors are Drizzly for alcohol delivery to your door or Zounds for your engineering needs. Um, but otherwise, uh, just Speak, like, subscribe, and share. Do all that good booze, YouTube stuff. You guys made me drink a whole bottle of wine. I, I feel like Eddie Vedder tonight. <laughs> Did you know where he got that? Steve, I'm telling Drizzly. you, once you get those this was meal kits, that's, that's the money. There you go. Yes. No, I did not get that there, but I, I Dude, yes. Luke, we'll what are you doing? <laughs> Luke, you, you will next time. <laughs>
You this will next our, time, though. Yeah, next time I'll get from Drizzly. But this is organic coin. This, this is from Kroger, Central <laughs> Illinois. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's organic. It's from your, ba it, your bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, this was uh this was a lot of fun and, and uh we'll we'll do it again definitely uh i haven't started recording for season three sometime in october november i'll probably start that back up got some family stuff to take care of and vacations and and just overall taking a brain break from you know been going pretty much non-stop since last october Unlim so. unlimited love is is on your your playlist unlimited your, love yes unlimited love again do it all right, I will. I have, I have a lot of YouTube links on, on a list that you keep sending. I haven't listened <laughs> to them all yet. So. <laughs> well, thanks to everybody who's been watching or anyone. If someone stayed the whole time, here. they're professionals. I agree. Yes, I, I believe in the My mother-in-law was on here and she was texting me. She goes, you're a star. I'm like, all right, Lori, you're the best. <laughs> like my mother-in-law was... She's one of the greatest. I You're will, all YouTube stars now. I, yeah, I was going to say, I will tell my kids tomorrow morning that I was on YouTube and I'm an influencer. There you go. So. <laughs> yeah, and don't believe the comments that we're going to get on this either. <laughs> Never read the comments, right? Never. It could be don't worse. Read the, don't read the comments. I have gotten a lot of... I mean, I've got a lot of positive comments, and I've gotten a handful of negative comments. Uh, Can you read them out loud? So You're exactly oh, just just off the top of my head. You know, I am not a Pink Floyd fan because I don't like the song "Pillow of Winds." Um, You're not P "Pillow Your of Winds" is, is beautiful. "Pillow of Winds" is a beautiful song. It's you terrible. hate Pink Floyd. Fucking horrible. You need to it's save this for the next live. Save this uh, for the next yeah. live. I hate Michael Brown. Uh, on the Run sucks yeah. because Paul McCartney that guy's, the Beatles. That guy's beard looks like wait, shit. Somebody said Band on the Run sucks because Paul McCartney broke up the Beatles. It sucks because Quadrophenia uh, is so much. Fucking Band on the Run was like years after they broke up. <laughs> like it wasn't Paul McCartney like the original record. Internet comments are a thing of beauty. Just to say the least. <laughs> Quadrophenia is a bunch of gibberish. No, yeah. no, that's yeah. The, the, uh, the movie is, but the album. Uh, the movie was great too. Someone I said that uh, uh, <laughs> Wilco was. I haven't watched it. Uh, I and I wait, Michael. Watch. So someone said uh, Wilco was boring as shit, and not and not the show, the album. They're talking about the album. Wil Wilco uh, does have an album named Wilco, so if that's what they're referring to, maybe. But Yankee <laughs> Hotel Foxtrot. I don't know. I said that Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska needs to be uh, wiped from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the, the, the negative comments are just oh, like no straight way. comedy. They're they're Keep wonderful. Going, Steve. They're wonderful. <laughs> Oh. By the way, how sunny, sunny day is... real estate is a pretentious choice. It was another one. <laughs> there, there were no comments on Sunny Real Estate because nobody had no a pretentious <laughs> choice would have been aeroplane over the sea by fucking yeah, but, but aeroplane over the sea. Come on. That's that that would have been I can't I can't that knock diary. It's our number two episode. Luke. If I see you in St. Louis for Pearl Jam, <laughs> you will see me. I will be there. <laughs> Luke, don't hey, make sure we get your number and everything so we can I'm hang so out. Yes, we'll, we'll we'll connect through through the email thread. Yeah, yeah. but what's happening? What's happening? I'm going down. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. 
All right. Thanks for calling wanna, me out, though. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I want to thank everybody really for listening, it. for watching. Yeah, sure thing. Animals is the for the greatest Pink Floyd record. I hey, I'm right there. Yeah, I'm the here is the best one. I no, I told I told him that from day one. Animals is my favorite. I, I before he did the episode, I said that animals is beautiful. That's never been debated. Is this the number one Pink Floyd album? You've got, you just got to cut these music geeks off. Just cut them off. Just, All right. just end the show. Yep, just press end. I can, and I can mute everybody. Hell, I can't it's wait gonna, to sit and have a beer at, the, at, a, at a regular bar, gonna, at a bar and just shit talk about Everybody needs to meet up in Chillicothe and watch Sunny Day Real Estate. There you go. Yep. All of us pretentious assholes. Hey, yeah, my dad, my dad's house. My dad lives in Chillicothe. We can all sit there. Let's do it. Wait, Illinois or Ohio? Illinois. Is that is this, a, this Sunny Day and, and the Pumpkins, right? Is that Riot Fest? Yeah, the, uh, right. yeah, but that's Chicago this weekend, next week. Well, there's a Chillicothe one, I'm pretty sure, but I could be wrong. Oh, Ch- Ch- Chillicothe. Are you talking about Summerfest? Summer camp. Summer camp. Summer camp. Summer camp. Yeah, pumpkins there. were Nobody there. Nobody wants to sit for three days of Mo. My yeah, dad's Mo, house Mo is so there close you can hear the concert. Well. Mike's not available. He's going to be at a Dave Matthews concert, so we'll. Tom Petty was Tom uh, Petty was at summer camp though. Tom Petty was there a while back. Uh, Smash Brothers was there this summer. Yeah. So, so that, summer oh, camp. is it already over? That's the one I was talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's already happened. Yeah. Yep. You know why we miss it? Because Michael was uh, following Creed. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Who blames him? I mean Thanks. Creed. Come on. Number one on my list. I can't wait to see oh, it. Yeah, yeah, it. Creed, Dave Luke, I can't wait for you to meet my wife and you talk Apollo about Creed. Creed. She might slap you right in the face. <laughs> she'll be at the Pearl Jam show. It's safe. All right. I want to go to bed. So I'm going to thank everybody for listening and watching. Uh, until next time, listen to the full album. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Adios. Catch you later. Appreciate you guys. you guys. Have a good one. A podcast from the Sidereal Media Group. Back to you, anchors.